There's no five years, there's no ten years, only this queen of queen of queen of queens. There's no knife, cause there's no tension, only this lucid dream, dream. All I can do is trust in her, late nights I can see the best in her. As it rains, the first floor Skies up and up, share a cup with her Cracking seals, guilty of you Trip down the hill, strawberry fields Are you even real? She said, tell me how you feel Are you even real? Are you even real? Reed Fellows Episode 90 Ho <laughs> ho what up? Episode ninety, recording on a Monday. Monday, Monday, energy ninety. How how's everybody doing? I I don't know. I mean, are we being honest? I'm a little stressed in general. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's bring oh. that stressful energy. Let's bring it. I mean, it's it not interesting to talk about, but uh, you know, I just I'm kind of H two over being stressed. You all right, all right. Uh, that's not what I have. I have several H two overs. If you care to hear yeah, about them, you seem like an H two. This is an H two over mood I'm picking up on. Uh, I just, oh, I'm feeling very overwhelmed <laughs> work wise. We are starting construction this week on one of my projects, and then the other one starts on the thirty first. Um, and then I'm also closing out a project this week as well, uh, and. I, I don't know. It's just it's a lot, and I feel like I need some assistance. Well, on a positive note, <laughs> speaking of closing out projects, yeah, uh, finally got the refund from Klarna. Woo woo! We do have some positive news coming through. Hey yo, got that refund from Klarna, everybody. Beautiful. I mean, it was, believe it or not, Griselda. Who finally came oh, through with Griselda legendary with an the apology, legend an of apology, Griselda. and the refund, an apology, but like oh. with a caveat, like, like, uh, hey, we're really sorry, but you know, it, it's with all with everything that's going on, we just we get to them as fast as we can, and it's first come, first served. So, sorry. <laughs> so we got money so go in fuck the yourself. bank. Yeah. Shorty, what you drank? So we got that. Let's. Um, Jamal, how, how, you, how you doing? <laughs> I need to hear your voice so I can line up our vocal tracks. I'm doing good. <laughs> I'll quit. All right. Uh, I'm doing good. Um, it has been, I mean, there's been some stress over here on this end as well. So let's, we'll just get the stress out of the way, and then we can move on maybe on the, the rest of the of the sode. Um, uh, Elliot is, in, is here visiting and stuff, and uh, him and I have been working on music and having a good time. And uh, him and Danica have been going on driving, practicing their driving skills. Neither of them are fully licensed, but it's just on the property, just around a little loop, you know? Are you practicing as well? And no, <laughs> I don't care to. Um, I know how to drive. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways. We're uh, on the podcast, Jamal. And I've been, I've been going, I've been hanging out with them, whatever it is. It is it is recurring since uh, since since day one, um, but uh, a couple days ago, uh, Elliot and Danica went on a drive uh, without me. It was just the two of them, 
and Elliot drove it into a uh, like a pond, no. a very large. It's like a almost like a lake. And the car, and it's the car is totaled now. What? Oh man! Who was supervising? Yeah, just, it was just the two of them. Oh my god! How did he do that? And he's just going way too fast, uh, and he's going around the turn. I don't know if you guys have remember being here uh, at the at the at the residence. I do, but I remember here, the house more than the uh, surroundings. Yeah. Okay. Well, you walk in the back, and there's a, you know, this is a, you can walk this whole loop, and not the other side of the loop there's a a loop no it's the other side of the loop there's a, a lake and uh and elliot was just taking it too fast because he doesn't really know how to fucking drive doesn't know what the car is capable of thinks he's fucking in, he's 16 thinks he's invincible whatever and he just took it way too fast in the car uh almost like slid down it sideways like there and there's these huge um concrete like blocks at the bottom of this thing uh, that it basically slid on, sort of on top of. But if it had like if they had hit it like head on, could have been, could have done some like crazy damage. Like they're lucky that they fucking missed it. They sort of like slid right in between two of these huge things and like just barely missed them as far as like colliding with them, and ended up sort of I don't I don't know. It's it was it, it's fucking crazy. Um, but everyone's okay. Jesus. I think Danica's foot's a little hurt. They don't even remember getting out of the car. Like. The next thing I remember is like climbing up out of the lake, but they don't. They have neither of them have My memory God. of how they got out of the car. I would, and, yeah, no uh, shit. But when they got out of the car, was the yeah. co- was the car completely submerged, or was it just like up? No, to the- it was like the first up to about where the windshield is, so like the entire nose of the car, and like uh, maybe a little, maybe a little farther than that. Jeez. But it was yeah. That's terrifying. Was, yeah, fucking yeah, fucking crazy. So. But they pull, they've managed to pull it out um, because they have a lot of uh, fucking equipment around here. It's sort of farmland and stuff. So the landlord, Mark, he came over with uh, and was able to, like, tow it out of the lake. And Ian was talking to him and shit. And he was like, as he, as sort of as a joke, like, hey, you ever, you ever done this? You ever done something like this? And Mark was like, yeah, something like 11 times. <laughs> it's like Mark's just this crazy motherfucker, this old <laughs> motherfucker who's – I don't know, this guy's nuts. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's all right. Uh, but it's been uh you say there's uh there's no knife because there's no tension. There's a little tension. There's a little tension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's a it's pod, podcast song, uh James Blake, uh Are You Even Real? It's a new song. Are you even real, James Blake? I already said don't worry, I already sent it to Jared. I you said did. James Blake's calling you out. Or, Oh. <laughs> oh <Sorry>. shit. <laughs> um yeah, pretty good. I, I I'm a fan <laughs> of this. I'm a fan of the vibe on this. I will say one thing mm-hmm. that the reason why I don't put James Blake up up against like a Frank Ocean um mm-hmm. level is because I feel like one, I don't always know what he's saying. And two, I always feel like his lyrics are very sparse. I just feel like his songwriting could be better. I feel like he's so good at mm-hmm. at weaving sounds. He's so sonically good. Yeah. But I feel like his songwriting is more of like a is more mood music than saying anything. You know. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel that way. I it took me a long time to get into his first album, his self-titled, because it is so experimental, and the lyrics really don't really more serve like the syntax of the words he's saying really more serve the beat than they do like a narrative or anything right like he's that. more using his voices um, as an instrument as opposed to actually right coming right up as with opposed to like yeah some cool poetry or something right like so it did take me a long time to get into that album although after spending a long time with his music it's one of my favorites from him just because i've learned to appreciate the way he he does he does it and i can sort of put that aside um even though there is some good songwriting there i think to be uncovered but in his later albums i feel like he definitely shines especially on um uh not necessarily the whole thing there are some weaker moments on the color and anything but it's probably my favorite album of his but it's just a longer album right that um, that's one of those albums where i can't really, really, really good. pinpoint like a single track it stands out. It's more like a you know press play vibe, you know. Yeah, I don't know. There's there there and and something special about that one is Frank Ocean is is uh, he did some co-writing here and there too. So he there, he had an assist from Frank. Yeah, he definitely needs the assist in one capacity or another, department. which is pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, but one of the best one of the best tracks on there is actually a Frank assist, and it's called uh, "My Willing Heart." on the color and anything which is a very beautiful uh song but he wrote uh he has like he does a lot of electronic stuff but he's also a, a, a piano man and he has a few his albums generally have like one or two uh just sort of ballads uh yeah. piano ballads and him singing to break up uh everything else that's going on and the title track on the color and anything the color and anything i think is one of his best songs uh and I think it's very, very well written. So I, I think I agree with you to some degree that that uh, sometimes the writing is a little weak, uh, but sometimes it's pretty strong. I don't know. Uh, right. This, I guess this, I yeah, guess a song called Forever. I guess he does. Yeah, he definitely doesn't always miss the mark on writing. But I feel like he can't sustain a high level of writing for an album. He more has more musical ideas to fill out an sure. album, but doesn't really have the songwriting to fill it out. But he does have some some inspired lyrics like i love retrograde even mm-hmm. though it's like it's repetitive but i just love the build and yeah a lot of the words that he's saying are, yeah. aren't necessarily like oh i love what he's saying it's more like it just sounds cool <laughs> yeah yeah which i'll take the double cog on that one on james blake but <laughs> yeah yep but uh no, it took me a long time to really get into him. I always sort of kind of liked him, and he was an artist that it took a while, and I sort of just danced around it, and then I just like, oh, I really liked a few of these songs, and I never had given an album a full listen, and what, and the color and anything is the album that I got me to like. Okay, I'm just gonna like listen to the whole thing, and then once I did, it's like, I just all all I listened to for like I feel like it was 2018, I think is when it was, and I really really got into him. And it's like fucking all I listened to for a bulk of that year was his discography over and over again. Fucking, he's dope. He's super dope. Yeah, and his live show, he does he does all the instruments and he loops them live and he builds on stuff. Like he'll recreate yeah. his songs. Yeah, he has live. like two other guys. He has like a really fantastic drummer who does like live drums mixed with like beat pad stuff that he hits with his sticks. 
to create a lot, recreate a lot of these sounds, and then he has himself playing all the most of the keys and uh, and singing and looping things, and then he has a third guy who plays guitar and he does like weird electronic you know synthesizer like he does all the other odds and ends based like the johnny greenwood of, oh yeah i guess yeah his life has probably evolved trio the last time i guess the only time i've seen it was in 2016 and he was by himself but i guess it's only natural oh, wow. that he would he would boost and get get more mm-hmm. complex, yeah i saw complex. him live uh in uh 2019 after assume form came out and uh yeah yeah it was, it was fucking dope good really good show Word. Well, we got a lot to get into. A whole hell of a lot. Word. So uh, let's uh, go right into the Sofa Saga. I know. It's everyone's. Word. Everyone everyone's is like, come on, get seat. to it. We know it's coming. We know there's an update. <laughs> and they just, yeah. Can't wait so, to hear. So we, where do we leave off? We left off with, where did we leave off? Oh, yeah, I guess we left off with them not coming uh, to pick it your, up. It, yeah, we? it's in your entryway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, they, they the said, first, yeah. no, 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 like no the they were going to come and pick it up, week. and then they canceled. And so we wrote them a nasty yeah. email, and we haven't heard, and we hadn't heard back. Right, yes, yes, yes. But they said they were going to come pick it up Tuesday. Like, they just automatically rescheduled it for Tuesday. Yep. Um, so then we recorded the podcast the day after that, and then uh, – on Monday, I got on the phone. Morgan went to regulate, and how, so, tell us how the conversation. Was oh my on god, me. I was on the hold for forever. Well, first I called the, uh, the warehouse people, the people who like come to pick it up. Wrong person on the phone. I could tell instantly. She was like, "Yeah, like I see mm. it here. We're you're scheduled, and I don't see any issues." And I was like, you know, what was the emergency? We didn't receive any information. Like, uh, you know, a Mm -hmm. two-hour cancellation before the window is over is kind of crazy. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, the driver was just behind. And and so, you know, he didn't get to all of them. I thought she said it broke down. The truck broke down. Truck broke down. (laughs) <laughs> leaving that part out like oh for like an hour it wasn't like it it wasn't like it was dead and nothing could happen right it broke down in the middle and then yeah. by the time and we repaired it they're way behind so i was like okay you're not the right person to talk to i could just i could just sense it you know so i called wayfair yeah. uh direct uh to express my concerns and i got on the phone with a very nice man who i could tell was had transferred himself to a place of like I'm gonna get yelled at I'm gonna get yelled at and I am just gonna deal like the lack of like honest reaction was so clear like he was just like going through the motions Mm. of like like it wasn't like he was legit it wasn't like he was like fuck like god we really messed up yeah 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 like feeling your pain right it was like all right very mechanical and i told him i was like i have several things to talk about so you know we're gonna start with one but like we're not gonna be done for a while and he's like (laughs) okay and uh (laughs) so first he so i explained the whole thing i go through the whole entire history i go you know you delivered the wrong product this is the date where our first 
uh, pickup was scheduled. That was canceled the day before due to COVID indefinitely. We were told we would be contacted. Uh, that didn't happen. I reached out. It got scheduled. It got canceled uh, for the second time. Like, I went through the whole thing. And I was like, what sort of uh, assurance do we have that they will even pick this up on Tuesday? So he calls the warehouse people. So I wait on hold while he's on hold with them. So that was like a double hold situation. And he's like, yeah, she didn't have much information. Uh, you know, I think they just uh, over overscheduled themselves and I was like yeah that's not that's not okay did you mention how it's really difficult physically for us yes. to do this okay. yep oh I went through the whole thing I go we, we, we repackaged it I told him we took time off work which is not true um and put, <laughs> <laughs> and but I mean it might as well be <laughs> Right. Like yeah, right. we sure. were home. We took it outside. We take it back inside. And I go, I can't get in and out of my front door. And I was like, you know, first, <laughs> I feel like we are like it's been this whole situation, the lack of respect for us as customers, like we've met our end of the deal extensively. And I know your policy is to process the refund when the couch arrives at the warehouse however i feel it's uh, we need to be refunded now and i think that's more than fair and he goes okay i'll go ahead and process your refund and he just like go and i'm like fucking great <laughs> like <laughs> okay so i wait on the phone it takes like four minutes or whatever i'm sure he's super happy to do that like oh here's something i could actually do to yeah help. <laughs> yeah right uh, um and you know, he kind of ignored in my spiel. I was like, I also feel like we deserve compensation for, you know, acting as your storage facility and, uh, you know, for the inconvenience of our multiple layered effort in getting this couch picked up. And I was like, OK, I need, you need to process the refund. Also, the reason you need to do that is because if they do not pick up this couch tomorrow, I'm I'm getting rid of it. I'm donating it. I'm selling it. The couch is gone tomorrow. And he's like, okay, I'll make a note of that. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, after that, I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't, I'm done arguing. We got our money back. We can fucking throw this thing in the garbage if they don't show up, even though that would be a pain. But like, you know what I'm saying? So that's the gist At of it. At least you'd be out of the house. Yeah. It's the gist of the conversation. Okay, cool. So then that, so she gets the guaranteed refund, but of course it takes a few days to process. So it's not like we have the money yet. And then Monday comes, day before they're supposed to pick it up. No, that's when I called. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So Tuesday comes. Uh -huh. And. <laughs> Um, they say they're going to call 30 minutes before they show up. So I'm going to wait for their call before I put it out on the front door. I'm not going to fucking move the shit outside again mm -hmm. and then have them cancel. And then I got to move it all yeah. back in. So yeah. it's only going to take me 15 minutes to get out, out of the door. Um, so I'm just going to wait for that call. Nope. They just show up at like four and I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Like the, so 
<laughs> they pull up, ring the doorbell, and then the guy steps way back. Way back. Way back. He's like in the street, basically, when I open the door. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, sorry, I thought you guys would call. Uh, let me let me let me grab it. Let me grab it. And like I'm like a little frantic, and I'm like opening the door. I'm like I start lifting this couch to like move it out, and then I turn around mm-hmm. as I as I get it out the door, and he's standing looking at me like, what the fuck is going on? He goes, we're we're from Wayfair. He goes, yeah, he goes, I'm from Wayfair, and I go, yeah, this is the couch. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I thought you, this it's was a delivery. A delivery. <laughs> I got a delivery for you, and I'm like. No, you don't. Nope. <laughs> what the fuck? Absolutely not. You don't. He goes, "What is it? A pickup?" What the fuck? He goes, "What is it? A pickup?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's a pickup." And he's like, "Oh," and he like goes runs to the truck or like calls into the truck to like grab his buddy. It's like, "Yeah, you're gonna need him." <laughs> and then I wonder what they were gonna deliver to us. You have no idea <laughs> what was on their docket. I think it was probably uh, just the next thing that they planned on delivering. Yeah. Because we just put the couch out there, and then we just, like, hand up, waved, and I closed the door and locked it. I'm like, peace. Yeah, so I just moved all the pieces out and then closed the door, and then... They were gone. And then they left, and I was like, all right, let's hope uh, let's hope we get our money. <laughs> we did. Next day, yeah. Wednesday, get the refund in the bank hell yeah. hell yeah celebration 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 this is nice. the end of the sofa saga sort of no it's not so oh no it's uh, no it's not there's a <laughs> there's a fun piece so then thursday get another email from wayfair and it says mm-hmm. hey we just want to let you guys know that we're not going to come and pick up your couch that you can go ahead and keep it and <laughs> And, or you could donate it, or you could do whatever you want with it. Here's a link to who you could donate to, and, and uh, we're do whatever you want with it. Giving up, we're just not gonna. Do, which is funny because they had what? they had already picked it up, so it's like okay, whatever. But right, but I'm like, oh, so we could have kept the couch, I guess, and yeah. then sold it for right. a profit. We could have made money, but yeah, I'm glad it's gone. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that it's just over and done. Bro, you know they they were probably delivering the right couch you should have gotten at the first place. No, no, they're, they're sold not, out of those. They're not that. But yeah, Bruh. we could have got that delivery. What would they have been delivering? That's the question. That's the unknown. Yeah, it's impossible to know. My guess is they just have That's a list. That's what it would have been. It's impossible. The couch doesn't exist. What do you mean it doesn't exist? They don't have I thought it. you ordered the right one, but they sent you the wrong one. Yeah. Yes. It does. Yeah. They don't. They don't have, have the right one. Yeah. That's why the wrong one was sent to us. If they had the right one, we would get a replacement. Yeah, but, but they got it in have to stock. do a pickup. I don't they want don't? it. I honestly don't. Yeah, we already bought a different couch. So. Um, That's fucking nuts. Yeah, so now we just got to wait 11 more weeks until our actual couch that we bought comes in. (laughs) So that'll be like the sequel. That'll be like the late sequel story. That'll be like uh, the new Top Gun, you know, that's coming out. It's like way too late for a sequel. The epilogue. This was quite the experience, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like, what the fuck, you know? (laughs) For months, I feel like. Yeah, the couch arrived. No, our first pickup was scheduled June 10th. Yeah, earlier than that, I think. It was like June 6th. 
I mean, as much as I love you guys, I mean, part of me is definitely preying on your downfall, you know? I wanted something horrendous to happen just for the quality of the pod. I mean, know? that's the only thing that's, that's the only redeemable thing about bad things happening in our lives. 700 horrendous things happened. All right. right. I mean, like, it's, I think we, I think we tapped out the content of, on horrendous pod. I know, updates. I'm just looking for some crazy, what <laughs> the fuck? But yeah. Yeah, no, bad things happening. There's always silver lining. <laughs> you got to tell a story on, on the pod. On the pod. Of course. Um, <sighs> next up, I'm going to go ahead and hit you with Megan's first uh, wonder. Let's wondering. Get it. What, let's see what Megan's wondering. Um, she actually right. posited that I asked you, Jamal, uh, which one of these, based on, on the titles, would you want to listen to first? Okay. Option okay. one. All right. Fuzzy navel. Option two, eat a mm-hmm. dick. Mm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fuzzy navel. Fuzzy navel. Hey, Reed fellas, I recently had a debate with a person about body hair on people, male or female, and I was saying how I, I don't understand why people have body hair from. From their neck down, I guess, right? Like, obviously, a, a head, hair, this and that, eyebrows. I get it. They, We went back and forth about a bunch of things, whatever, right? So I was wondering how you feel about body hair, and is it necessary? I don't actually understand the question. I don't like, either. Is it why do we have body hair, yeah. or is it should you have body hair? Right. I mean, <laughs> we have body hair because we used to have hair all over. All over. We used to be furry, furry animals. Mm-hmm. Rapes. Um, and now that, yeah, we're now we only have the hairs we need and some extras. Yeah, need is need. <laughs> I don't know. If need is so well, I mean, like eyebrows and eyelashes, right? That's to protect your eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the body hair is slowly going away. Yeah, and then it's just you know through process of. Also, I think mating. pubic hair is like a protective body hair as well probably what about armpit hair that's the one that i was thinking of where i was like i can't imagine and it is it's thick like pubic hair i don't know what the deal is with armpit hair yeah i think it's just remnants yeah of our ape selves um Mm. and then maybe it like collects sweat or it does something like that but yeah i mean that's what i was thinking is it something to do with i've so sweat so heavily from your pits yeah I also have a feeling that like a lot of it probably has to do with um, what attracted females to males over time and men who had body hair and whatever certain parts that people still have it were Mm. more likely to be attracted to. And then likewise for females. That's interesting perspective. But so, I mean, like another thousand years from now, I feel like. Actually, no, because now that we've taken care of most of, like, the grooming ourselves, it doesn't matter if you genetically <laughs> grow more hair in one place right. or the other because you can just hide it and yeah. hide it from the mate who would notice yeah. as opposed to just naturally not growing, say, hair under your armpits as a woman would be mm-hmm. a genetic advantage if you just if we had no way of shaving armpits and yeah. we still have our same ideals of that being attractive or not, then I feel like over time mm-hmm. most women 
would just naturally not grow armpit hair. But since y'all bitches shave under your pits, y'all you're all going to keep that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk about, I guess you guys can talk about your grooming habits. Mine are uh, irregular due to COVID, but, you know, <laughs> they happen <laughs> occasionally. Yeah, well, me and Jamal shave our heads, each other's. <laughs> yeah. <and>, uh, <laughs> we should do that next time I visit. And I'm definitely not going to allow anybody to do that. So, come like, on. I'm curious for, I'm good at it. for Megan, would her preference be that Ben had no leg hair? I don't know. Is she talking about um, women or both? It's on Hey, Reed Fellas. Both. People, male or female. And I was saying how I, I oh, don't wow, understand <laughs> why people have body hair from from their neck down, I guess, right? Like, obviously, a, a head, hair, this and that, eyebrows. I get it. <laughs> See, that's where I get confused on the question. Uh-huh. Yeah, same. Like, does she mean she understands the purpose of eyebrows, or is she saying she understands why people keep them? Yeah. It's not clear, Megan. Around. Yeah. Because if you're saying, like, oh, yeah, I get Yeah, it's like, oh, I get it. Like you have head on your hair and stuff, but like why? What you is have head on your hair? What is the reason for having hair below the neck? It's like, well, what's the reason for having head on your hair on your head? Keep you warm. Yeah, but the same with hair on your body. <laughs> we have clothes, though. <laughs> so I think we just have to answer it in the other way, which okay. is why cosmetically people would leave any ounce of hair on their bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, if I had the the time and uh, care. I guess what is that called? The motivation, the incentive, like determination. Yeah. You know, I suppose it would be ideal if I were hairless from the neck the down. Self care, just waxed up. But uh, you know, do it a canon, and uh, it's not always perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not really mad at the hair on my arms. I'm not really mad at. It's funny my pit when hair. I was a uh, no. an adolescent. A young, a young woman. I cared a lot about my body hair. Like I thought my arm hair. I, there were times where I contemplated shaving my arms more than once. But then I was like the spikiness of it growing back. I don't know. I'm so glad I didn't. And then like mm-hmm. I have like the lightest, you know, like not even hair, like on my stomach, like whatever fuzz, that is. Fuzz. Yeah, fuzzy navel. <laughs> fuzzy navel um and i was i thought it was the most embarrassing thing you know no one can even see it it's like it's not even a, a thing to be concerned about but i was very upset by it and wanted to wax my entire hmm. stomach area um but then i don't know i became an adult and i was like oh people don't uh people aren't repulsed by by that i guess so yeah i've never had someone be like your fucking arm hair is a deal breaker you know what i'm saying yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe it was sure maybe you missed out on lots of potential suitors right but they saw my arms and they were like oh exactly there i'm not even going to yeah broach that (laughs) word up all right let's talk let's get a little bit into movies i'm just jumping i'm gonna go all over the place we got a lot to get into like i said 
Sure. So let's uh, go right into movies. Um, we sh- we actually watched this like over a week ago, but we didn't talk about it. But we watched another episode of of Hannibal from season one. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> and this episode featured a serial killer who killed uh, his oh victims and and for uh, to use their intestines to create cello strings <laughs> now what the fuck this is revealed like in the first five minutes and i'm like no this is the most insane premise premise for a serial killer mm-hmm. like his whole motive is he needs to kill people because because intestinal strings sound better than yeah, and apparently human ones are just more exciting than animal ones because <laughs> yeah, they are made out of. Because in Italy, they they use cat intestines, but yeah. no, this guy likes to use human intestines. It's like get the fuck out of here, dude! Like that's not that is not his. And he rips pe- and rips people's throats open, and yeah. then takes their vocal cords out and replaces them with cello strings. Yeah. And then plays their fucking throat like a cello. <laughs> like, it's, it was so ridiculous. It was, <laughs> like, it was that the sound, funniest this, episode. If, if his whole purpose is to get like the best sounding shit, you think playing off of a human's throat is going to be the best sounding instrument, you fucking hack? This guy's so fuck. <laughs> it's like the most it was ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> it was hilarious from the get. Yeah, it's like so out of this world. And <laughs> and the and the lead, um, what's his fucking Will. name? Will. He plays everything so seriously and so distraughtly and i'm like you're not seeing how fucking ridiculous this is like he's looking at it like it's the most disturbing <laughs> thing yeah like every time like, play him. yes i get it like if you saw that shit in real life it would be pretty disturbing but it's just like come on man like every single time he's he knows what he's in this is his job yeah right and he's just like right i can't believe how maniacal someone would have to be (laughs) it's just watching it from a i don't know it's like at a certain point it's like come on man you gotta inject a little humor in here yeah if you're gonna fucking have a premise like that holy smokes unreal (laughs) anyway then we watched uh palm springs on hulu you heard of this movie I've heard of it. Is this uh, the new like Lonely Island yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it though. Is it good? It's super good. I liked it. I liked it. Is it a show or is it a movie? It's a movie. Okay. It is a movie starring Andy Samberg and Kristen Malati. Is that her name? Sure. The mother from How I Met Your Mother. She's uh. Oh, okay. She's in the USS Callister episode of Black Mirror. Um, yep. She's great in it. Andy Samberg's great in it. Um, J.K. Simmons is great in it. It's a, it's a cool premise, and it's uh, I don't even want to, like if you don't know anything about it, go in blind. It's yeah. way better if you go in I blind. I don't. I will. I'm going one hundred percent blind. I'll watch it. I'll just say it's a rom com. Yeah. But it's the best rom com I've seen in a it's long time. It's good. It's it. You know, you feel good at the end. Um, yeah. Check out Palm Springs, Movie Rental of the Week. It's on Hulu. Um, next up, we can get into our Woody Allen movies. Here we go. We saw our two Woody Allen movies of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, first one we watched, Match Point. 
ScarJo. I don't think I've seen that. Oh my god, I can't believe you haven't seen it because I really want to talk about it. We can talk about it. Okay. He doesn't need to see it. All right. But it would have I'd been nice. never seen this movie. And I was in. Like, I was like, damn, you know, this is like crazy. It, it was different. Like, the Woody Allen movies are usually, um, I would say, less lusty, you know? Right. This one was more serious. It was more aggressive and, like, like dark. As opposed to, like, quirky. And- yeah. And yeah. I was immediately into it because uh, I was like, dang, you know. Damn, that's a nice tech. Damn, that's a nice tech. And uh, <laughs> so essentially, you know, he marries. Are we just going to give away the plot? Because well, so what I want to talk about is the. Yeah, if, I mean, spoiler alert. If you want to watch Match alert. Point, go just ahead. Do it. Just it. go for it. Kay. Go for it. Otherwise, we're going to go ahead and talk about it. So just to, like set it up. Poor, poor kid grows up, uh, gets taken out of the, the hood of London, I guess, uh, by playing tennis. And he gets really good at tennis. And through the ranks, he gets to meet famous people and stuff. But now he's kind of – the movie starts – it's sort of after his pro tennis career. And now he just sort of teaches tennis on this really rich sort of uh, club yeah. house situation. So he's like a te- uh, tennis teacher. And uh, he meets up with one of his students who then get, he through him gets They're introduced friends. to his... They become friends. They become and, friends. Yeah. He gets introduced to his sister. And he's really rich, like this this dude. Insane. Yeah. And, and their family, their whole family. Their whole family. And then his sister. So he likes his sister. Um, they go out on a date. And then his sister then talks to... Her dad, their dad who owns their fuck this big f- fucking business, business yeah, yeah. Uh, pr- played by Brian Cox, <laughs> who is always good. Um, so he gets a job as a businessman now. So now he's like he's way out of his league, but he's the boss's son-in-law's situation. Yeah, he ends up marrying the sister. So through all this, who's very sweet, you know, he likes her. She's super nice, just like all just wants to have a family and just a nice person and uh but his buddy that you that i first mentioned (laughs) yeah her brother um he is Mm -hmm. he is dating scarlett johansson an american and the main character what's his name oh chris they say it uh, nine thousand times in the movie chris Chris. is is the main very clear Upon when you first he when he f- first meets her the first scene, immediately he wants to bang her. Yeah, it, and you can feel the mm-hmm. um, you know can feel the the tension. Right, it's almost to the Sexual point where, tension. had you not seen this movie before, you would assume that they know each other. Like the way that scene comes off, it feels like he already knows her. Yeah, and they've already like they're already fucking behind the scenes because he like. <laughs> He walks up. They play mm-hmm. a game of ping pong. Uh-huh. He just fucking rips the ball, like destroys her, yeah. and then walks over to like give her a tip that she doesn't ask for, yeah. and like basically like does the whole like wrap your arms around the person, like swing it like this, mm-hmm. like oh this yeah, is a great tip on how to swing a ping pong paddle. He's dude, very forward. Yeah, he says to her to her face, like she's like you're very 
ag- aggressive or something. And yeah. he's like, you have very sensual lips. Yeah. And they're like two inches away from each other's face. <laughs> and then her fucking betrothed, the brother comes in. He's like, yeah. hey, And so he met? finds out that they're engaged. He didn't know. Yeah. So he's like, okay. But he's uh, smitten, you know, immediately. Like, yeah. Palpable, uh, erotic. <laughs> M- mood mm-hmm. is very steamy very yeah. steamy so mm. they had they come to a fucking they all they're all hanging out they all like hang out hanging out as a foursome and shit and then uh shit go- time goes by yeah and there's a moment where she is gets upset with the the mother of the, of the family because she keeps telling because scarlett Johansson wants to be an actress and the mother said, maybe you should do something more practical. And she just gets upset. And she goes and she was walking in the rain away from the house where Chris then sees her walking and he runs up to her and he's like, let's bone. And they bone hard in the grass. And I don't know if they actually oh, bone shit. because it's, it's, they do. it's fucking raining so hard outside. And they, they, they do a little tumble down into a wheat field. Dude, it, it, the level uh, of pokage is crazy pokage, crazy pokage. But yeah, they definitely fuck. <laughs> in all ways, Pokage. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and like just, it, I can, I can tell you right now, like that shit would not be comfortable to be. Oh my god, you couldn't do it. Mm. I don't think. Pokey, the passion, Pokey Wheatfield, in like hard rain, <laughs> like it's crazy. And they're just, hard and they're fully guys. clothed. Like okay. they're like so, like to get the clothes off would be <laughs> a nightmare in and of itself. Ah. Broad daylight. Yeah. So, but they're hidden. They are hidden in, in the in wheat the field, field, in the pokage. Yeah. So, anyway, so it's a it's a fleeting moment of sexual passion that he tries to capitalize on again. But she's like, "No, it's not going to happen. Like it was just a, it was a thing. It was a fling thing. Don't worry about it." He's like, "But I want to have you," and he's he goes crazy. He's yeah, fucking, he's certain to like. You're certain to be like, "What is like kind of what is this guy?" He's losing it. He yeah. definitely just wants to have her all the time but it ain't happening time goes by he's he finally gets married to the daughter she wants to have a baby but they can't he can't get her pregnant there's fucking problems <laughs> making dicks soft over here mm. okay sure now through the wire or whatever he hears that the brother now is no longer dating scarjo yeah, they, and it has he a, called it off. He called it off, and he found a new woman. Oh, yeah, it was while they're during a tennis lesson yeah. that, he, that he indulges this information. And so you can see the wheels turn and all up in Chris's face. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. He tries <laughs> to find her, can't find her. Tries to find her on his own, goes to her house, goes, I don't know how else he does. I don't know, various, <laughs> whatever, he tries things. No, but, no, 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 first she leaves the country. And it isn't until... Oh no! So that's I guess that's how he finds out she leaves the country. Like he yeah. goes to her house, and the guy's like, "She, she moved she out." Or whatever. And later she tells so, him yeah. he left the country, and then she came back because he sees her. Get, I mean, come on, this is a slightly unrealistic. He just happens to run into her at a museum, like sees her there. Yeah, but it's after a long time. Oh yeah, long time. A long time has now passed, and then he sees her at a museum. And then he immediately approaches her and is like, give me your fucking number. Give me your fucking number. Please give me your fucking number. And she's like, uh, I don't know. And he's like, yeah, His I want His wife your is right next to him, by the way. 
his wife is like over in the uh, looking at a different exhibit. Yeah. And he's like whispering to her, like, give me her, just give me her. Uh. Just say your number. Just say your number. Anyway, she does. And he memorizes it. And then thus begins the, the affair. affair. So, so now he has an affair with ScarJo. Oh, no. Very intense. Lots of boning. And the sister is wondering, like, why are you so distant? Nice. What's going on? I want a baby. Yeah. He's like, it's just not going to happen. I just can't do a baby. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then, and the affair is getting like, ser- I mean, he's he's promising her, her every he's day. promising her that he's gonna leave his wife. He's like, I want to be with you, I don't want to be with her. But rewind, he fucking is a businessman now with his good job and a nice house with all this money. Yeah, his whole life is wrapped up in this being the his fucking yeah father in law's son-in-law right so, so he he's can't like, am i seriously wife? gonna like give up my entire life and do what you know and, and blah blah blah. bang scar live jo. where fuck all the time yeah so so she's yeah. now so scar joe is now getting very mad at him like when are you gonna do it i'll i'll do it for you if you do it. and he's like you better not fucking do it he, mm-hmm. he's like i'll do it i'll do it and he keeps promising he's gonna do it over it's probably the i don't know 40 minutes of the movie of him promising <laughs> he's gonna leave leave her and uh and just Scarlett Johansson getting very upset. I can't remember her name in the movie, but I've I already can't s- either. I oh, just- Nola. Nola. Anyway, ScarJo. Uh, she keeps getting madder and madder and madder. And I don't know. Do you want to take it from here? Because this is where you were. Sure. Well, she she ends up getting pregnant with this child. Of course. And so now the stakes have been raised. And he's like, holy fuck. I really, I really This is match point yeah my friend like i really don't know what to do here um and she is also getting more impatient understandably so anyway like it keeps going on the whole yeah i'm gonna tell her thing it continues then there's this scene where he's down in like the cellar of her dad's estate where he keeps all of like his hunting shotguns and he has a tennis bag, mm-hmm. right? Which is like big and long. And he takes apart this shotgun and puts it in his tennis bag with some bullets. And you're like, what the fuck mm-hmm. is his plan? You know? And there's mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of uh, a lot of tension built there with like that being hidden, him like trying to get it in there in time and like while his wife is looking for him, like, right. Chris, where are you? And he's like, his hands are shaking. He's like trying to take it's apart the gun. very intense. To put. And, uh, but no one, you know, really thinks to look in his tennis bag. She did almost open it once, but eh, whatever. He fixed it. Uh, and um, I don't know. And the whole time, I'm just, okay. So then he goes to her apartment. And, and there's like scenes in between this, right? It's not like I have the gun, I'm going to the apartment. So like, you're sitting with the idea that he has this shotgun for a little while. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell sort of plan could he have? Because, yeah, okay. So he goes to her apartment complex and knocks on her neighbor's door. And she lets him in. What is his excuse? Oh, he needs to check the TV reception. Yeah, he's like, our TV reception is not good. I want to check yours. Yeah. And so... He goes into the other room while she's in the kitchen or whatever, 
and he is scrambling to put the shotgun together and i cannot tell you how stressful that is like he like he's like he cannot get the he shotgun can't together. get he it together shaking. and it is it's a terrifying moment anyway he fucking shoots this old woman he blasts this he bitch bl- point with a blade. shotgun and you're wow right and so still i'm like what is this what's your plan, plan man like what is this you didn't know yeah. what his plan was at this point no okay <laughs> no because i'm like there's no fucking way he's shooting scarjo there's no way uh-huh. he lusty i mean he spends the whole movie yeah but he's a bad person trying to <laughs> find her person. and like be with her you know like it's bizarre and so he like trashes the place the neighbor's place to make it look like an accident and then a different neighbor knocks on the door to check on the old lady and he like he's standing there like oh fuck like what am i gonna do and finally that neighbor goes away and at this point is where i realize like oh my god i mean of course the thought crossed my mind right immediately when he was taking the shotgun Mm -hmm. to begin with right you think Okay, the, they're setting it up to make it look like he's gonna go kill her, but yeah. that can't be what actually that cannot unfolds. be what, what happens. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then at this point, I'm like, oh my god, that is what's happening, and he fucking makes sure that she comes home from work on time, and she comes up the elevator, and he's just hiding behind the fucking elevator shaft, and uh, she goes to open her front door, and he says he Nola, goes, and she turns around, and he just he goes, fucking, hey bitch shoots her in the face with child and his un- his <sighs> fucking child it is insane oh i couldn't believe it and Thoughts. so the police go over there and they say okay it looks like it was because he makes it look like there was a robbery in the old lady's house and they've had the she says earlier on like this place has been cased a couple times like yeah it's like it's more on the not as good side of town and he takes all the old lady's drugs he takes her drugs, her jewelry, and so when the cops go there, it looks like it was a robbery of the old lady's house, and then bad timing, Nola comes home, and is he a just bystander is an innocent or, bystander yeah. who just gets shot. I mean, everyone's an innocent bystander, I guess. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. and I mean, there's some, there's a little bit of like, hey, like they they call them in and stuff because she's written in her diary that she's been having an affair with him. So the police call him into the police station. He's all like, you can't tell my wife. Hmm. Like, come on, it was just an affair. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, like, there's a little back and forth, but eventually the police are convinced. And this guy, <laughs> he gets off scot-free. I mean, yeah. he's, he's just, he's guilt-ridden. He can, like, convince the cops he didn't do it, but he couldn't fucking assemble a shotgun. He can assemble the he's shotgun, nervous. but he was just super to nervous. He was too shaky to fucking put it together, and he's not like an expert. That's what I mean. It's like you can you can have, you know, nerves of steel when you're talking to the police, and you've already done the fucking thing. But he was nervous talking. To the you police. can't just fucking. Oh, he's definitely nervous. But it was like, I don't know. I feel like that's diff. I feel like it's the same. Like when you're about when you're when you're about to commit something crazy, like you're about to kill somebody. I feel like that adrenaline is probably mm-hmm. a little bit higher than going yeah, into no, lie about sure. it. Um, anyway, but anyways, I was like, "Damn, you know." What did you think of the movie? 
I thought it was good. Enjoyed it. I think it's one of his lesser movies, but yeah. I don't like Chris, man. Like he fucking, I hate Chris. Yeah. Uh, this whole thing. I'd like not even just like him as a per- as a character, but like the actor. I'm not. I'm not super fucking. His face kind of bothers me, but. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's Match Point. Do you see any movies, Jamal? Before we go into our second Woody Allen. Wait, what was the other? Oh, okay, yeah. Um... Yeah, I've watched a, a few. Um, most of which, most of the movies I've watched recently were all um, rewatches for me because I've been showing Elliot. He's 16 now, and I'm sure showing him movies that are are dope. And uh, showed him Birdman, so I re- rewatched uh, Birdman. Uh, great. Give uh, us the Elliot review. He loves it. He lo- absolutely loved it. He was fucking enthralled with the, the, you know, the continuous take. You know, it seems like it's one long continuous take for 98% of the movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, lo- love that shit. Um, Watch Children of Men. Nice. So there's Phenomenal. a lot of long takes on that one as well. Yeah. I mean, we watched Children of Men first, and then that's what got me thinking we should watch Birdman because he loved that all the... The long continuous shots. I was like, "You fucking love Birdman. You love Emmanuel Lubitsky." Um, we watched the Truman Show. Nice. Um, the, which is which was uh, JoJo recommended that we watch it. It's like her I favorite movie of all time. <laughs> She's like eleven, and and I was like, "Oh fuck you! Yeah, we should definitely watch the Truman Show." So uh, that was that was dope. And then. Uh, this is one that I had not seen. Uh, not exactly a movie, but Hamilton just dropped on Disney Plus, and we watched it all as uh, all together. Do you Hamilton, recommend? Have you guys seen Hamilton? No. Uh, I peripherally, it's, it's fine. Peripherally, have heard all the music, but I haven't really like right. paid attention. Like I haven't actually like pressed play on the fucking album or whatever. I'm not. I I just I kind of let that shit wash over me i know ian and his whole family was really into it but yeah i don't i mean i'm not that to not watch the broadway show and to just listen to the album i'm not really into doing that and um yeah i don't know i I, i'm interested to see it i don't really i don't have disney plus right now i'm looking for an excuse to get it how is it how's that how how do you like hamilton i mean it's 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 cool It's, it's impressive and stuff it's one thing that's impressive is the soundtrack is the entire show so like there's very yeah, little it, it's if any through. yeah like dialogue just dialogue happening like it's just song after song after song the whole story right. is told through these fucking songs which is pretty impressive um even with an intermission in the middle i'm like how are these fucking people singing for this long and rapping and shit it's, it's yeah. impressive and some of the people play some of the actors play different like more than one character uh, throughout the passage of time, um, so that's interesting. I will say my biggest critique of it is Lin Manuel Miranda. I think has kind of a uh, whack voice. I think is <laughs> even just stacked up against the other people in the show who are all incredible. They're all phenomenal. Right. I mean, well, the, the whole thing Miranda would created exist it. without him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for sure, for sure. But 
it's this thing of in uh, Birdman. I, I can't remember who it was. It's it's either Edward Norton or the 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 critic lady says something to uh, Michael Keaton, like, "Oh, you're you're like writing and producing and starring in this you know adaptation or you know reimagining of this famous play or whatever." Like it's pretty, pretty fucking bold, dude. Like, it almost sounds like a bad thing of like you're fucking full of yourself. Uh, so I just couldn't help but have similar kinds of feelings about Lin Manuel, seeing as not that he's bad. He's not bad. His voice is just just nowhere up to <laughs> the people he has surrounded himself with. Right. Um, because everyone else, all they have to do is be the actor. So you're going to definitely get the best of the best. Whereas Lin-Manuel Miranda, he's like, I made this thing. So mm-hmm. I just have to be good at writing and all the direction and all that shit. And you have to take that's, my voice. That's what I'm saying, I guess, yeah. is like to have the best show possible, you don't cast yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're not up to sniff. Yeah. Which, unless you're Brad Lagoon. I don't know. Remains to be seen. For sure, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think that that maybe got in the way a little bit. It's he's not horrible, but again, it's like by comparison to these other people, he's just not as good. Well, they they of a vocalist. I mean, but Hamilton does have another run, and it like tours and stuff, and so there is a version mm-hmm. of it where, um he is not the lead or he's not in it because there's right, a whole separate right. cast. So I wonder if that version's better. Sure. I'm not for, saying the whole you. show is doomed. <laughs> what are you pointing at? What do you want? Probably. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been curious to see it. I haven't been dying to see it, but it is a very popular. I'd say it's, it's, it's worth, it might be worth the watch. I feel about watching it on TV, but. Yeah, I mean, th- it's it's designed, this Disney Plus version, it's made for TV, right? Am I right in that? Like, it's not, it is on stage and shit, but it's not like, oh. is there an audience? But, like, there's cameras, like, yeah, swinging yeah. in and stuff. Like There's it, an audience. It was made. I mean, it's like watching a stand-up special or something. You know? Right. Like, it wasn't just, like, one of the days that, kind of vibe, that they filmed. It was, like, they knew that where the cameras were going to be and all that sort of shit. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't like it's not just one static shot for the whole thing. There's there is camera work that is done. Yeah, so there is that. Anything else that you've been watching? Any recommend? That is all. That is all I have watched this past week. Word up. So the second Woody Allen movie that we saw was Hannah and Her Sisters. Never heard of it. Starring. Uh, a lot of folks. A lot of people. Mia Farrow, Woody Allen, Michael Caine. Uh, um, I don't know her uh, two sisters' name, like the actresses. I can't think of Carrie um, Fisher's thank in you. it. Um, Julia Louis Dreyfus is sort of a cameo in it, but it's before I think she was actually famous from Seinfeld. Um, but she just plays one of Woody Allen's coworkers. So does um, uh, what's his name? The bowl, the bowling ball looking guy from the Big Lebowski. What's his name? John Turturro. Oh, uh, John Turturro. Yeah, he uh, he has a very brief cameo. So this is like a lot of recognizable faces. There's a cameo in Annie Hall. 
that was it's a big name I can't remember who it is now um oh um I know exactly who it was fuck Jeff Goldblum mm. no yeah. yeah oh yeah now I remember Jeff Goldblum in there very quick but there's, I feel like there's another one. I think there is another one too. I feel like I, I. Well, I Jeff Goldblum it. one is like super fast. Yeah, he just, I can't remember he just what walks into frame, delivers about. a line on, on a telephone, and like yeah, he's like on the phone, like lighting a cigarette, and he just says like one line, and it's like funny. I don't remember what it was though. Uh, some Hollywood bullshit. Um, oh, it's um, it's uh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken plays. That's not a cameo, though. Annie's brother. <laughs> Is that larger than a cameo? It's like he's in it for one scene, you know? He's in it for a couple scenes. Yeah, in the car. Because he drives them. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it's one little one little sequence, I guess. But, he's but yeah, like, but he plays a character. Like, yeah. he's like, they, like it's not just like, what the fuck? That's true. He That's sees true. him in his room. They yeah. go in the car. There's multiple. It wasn't like, I really want to get Christopher right. Walken to, like, play a scene in this movie. It was like, this was a role yeah. that he's like who should play but the it brother. definitely was funny seeing him in that role I yeah think. yeah <laughs> yeah he's a creep <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway so so uh hannah and her sisters yeah that was good i liked it yeah i it's you know I mean, it's it's much more Woody Allen than Matchpoint. That's why, like, Matchpoint sticks out to me so much because it's so un-Woody Allen-ish uh, in my limited, uh, you know, experience. Right. It's like, add, like, a – it has sort of, like, a Woody allen like, score and, like, the way it shoots London yeah, has, yes. like, a very Woody Allen kind of vibe. But if you didn't know it was Woody Allen directing, you would never you would guess. But Hannah and Her Sisters is, like – it's almost like he just kind of ups the ante of complication. He is so good at husband-wife dialogue. You know what I'm saying? Or like husband-wife relations. Yeah. And and then like complicated relationships. Yeah. And he interweaves mm-hmm. them yeah. perfectly. Yeah, some with better results than others, I'd say. I don't, I don't know if it's always perfect, but he definitely does a great job um, with that sort of shit and having people, having complicated sexual feelings towards other people. Yeah. And um, Well, and just like, you know, like, yeah, just like the, the he captures the feeling of, you know, people who are questioning whether they're still satisfied in their marriage or not. Right. Yeah, I know. The humanity of it. Yeah. And Michael Caine is great in it, and he's a fucking dweeb, but he's he's great. <laughs> um, yeah. I recommend. I, I, I put it at probably like the same level as uh, Husbands and Wives. Like, yeah. It sort of has that okay. same, same vibe. vibe. Have you guys ever seen the movie Cassandra's Dream? No. no. It's a Woody Allen movie, uh, Colin Farrell and Ewan McGregor. Wow. Um, it's not very good. Okay. <laughs> don't, I don't necessarily recommend. 
a few comic. I, I mean, you should watch it and see see if uh, you know see what you think. I just remember I remember I watched it a long time ago, and uh, like when I was like sixteen, seventeen, something like that. Uh, and I remember just being like, yeah, I don't really like it. It's kind of kind of meh. But um, have you? I don't know, maybe I'm due for a rewatch. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because no, there's some movies that I've seen. Like I didn't appreciate Andy Hall fully when I first saw it. I was too young, I feel. But rewatching it again, I'm like, oh my god, this movie's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you should watch Irrational Man and tell me what you think. I want to talk to you about Irrational Man. That's the uh, Walking Phoenix. Yeah. And uh, Walking Phoenix, Emma Stone. Yes. Word. I'll put that on the list. Just like uh, just to warn you, I mean, it's when it started off for me, it didn't. Like, it has a very, almost like a cheap vibe. Like, when it started, it was almost like a, like, when I was first watching the first couple scenes, I had this feeling like it was almost, like, thrown together cheaply, you know? Uh Uh-huh. But it gets interesting. And I'm curious, I'm curious what you think about it. So, check that out, and then we can talk. Um, that's it for movies, I think. I think. I think. Uh, I want to get into this. You know how, um, I don't know if you probably, you probably haven't heard shit because you've been out in the wilderness, but there's been fireworks being lit like almost every night, not just for the 4th of July, but all the way before the 4th of July and, and even last night, people (laughs) just lighting off fireworks. Um, so... I just looked up, I just wanted to do a little quick Google. Why are people lighting off fireworks? Which, you know, my assumption would be like, oh, there's it's something to do with COVID and people being locked in their houses. Well, and they're not doing any, like, you know, usually you gather for a fireworks show. Right. Mm, I have leftovers from uh, the 4th. No, but this is well before the fourth. People were lighting off fireworks. I mean, well before, like how? How before? Like two weeks at least. At least, yeah. Like oh, all through shit. June. Yeah. People lighting off fireworks. And at Not first, an like I didn't know what it was. Like, like it sounded two days like gunshots. Before, maybe. No, it's it's just hmm. people lighting off fire. So yeah, so it was very confusing, and I'd heard about it, like even on other podcasts. Sure people who live in New York, people talking about everyone lighting off fireworks. And I was like, that's happening here too. Like I so it must be a thing similar Weird. to the, to the howling at Which eight has just stopped yeah, randomly. Yeah, everyone does. Care I don't know anything. if there was a message or memos of like, Hey, we're done with this, but I'm fine with it. Yeah. I can't remember that. I feel no. like there was a, a day where it stopped. It, it, I mean, it really did. It wasn't like a taper. Maybe it was when they, I think there was like a day where it was like uh it's like blackout tuesday or it was like when restaurants were able to be open 50 percent or something then it's like okay that's thank you we don't need a howl anymore <laughs> um but i fucking i don't even know i haven't even read this whole thing but i googled <laughs> uh like why are people lighting fireworks at night and the first article on theconversation.com <laughs> this is their take on the article is why are so many people lighting off fireworks mm-hmm. 
is the headline. Okay. I'm just going to go okay. through a little bit of this and you guys give me your thoughts and feelings. Okay. Okay. First of all, I hate the way articles are written nowadays or it's like the preamble is so ridiculous. But anyways, the number of fireworks being lit off at night is out of control this year. While people often light off fireworks close to the 4th of July, this year's fireworks have been lit in large numbers starting weeks earlier. New York City had a 4,000% increase in fireworks complaints in the first two weeks of June compared with last year. This prompted Mayor Bill de Blasio to vow a crackdown on illegal fireworks. So first of all, I'm annoyed already reading this. I'm like, I know Mm -hmm. there's fireworks being lit off. That's why I searched. You don't have to tell me now that there's fireworks being lit off. Tell me why. Just tell me why. Okay? Moving on. Complaints about fireworks are not confined to just New York City, but in cities across the country like San Francisco, Denver, Harrisburg, Albuquerque, Providence, and so many other places. This has led to a rise in conspiracy (laughs) theories, including one that the nightly noise is an elaborate government plot to create confusion in neighborhoods. Oh, my God. Sign up. Tell me why. Do you have information or is this some bullshit that you're just writing? Like, what is going on? Yeah. (laughs) I am an economist who has spoken and written about fireworks for years. (laughs) 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 After hearing a constant barrage nightly for weeks, I began wondering why so many people are lighting off fireworks this year. Oh, my God, dude. Is this <laughs> is this your diary? You're fucking nuts. He's like, oh, I'm a guy who likes. I love. I I've been writing about fireworks forever. Years. What the fuck? Like, people are lighting off fireworks. Yeah. This is right up my alley. Right. Like, I usually only write on July 4th or January 1st, but <laughs> w- by God, <laughs> I gotta put back my firework cap back on right in June fucking 14th. <laughs> All right. Subtitle: It isn't economics. <laughs> All right, so this is this is now going to be a whole section about the special. It is an economics, okay? Okay, what is it though? No, he's going to tell me what it isn't first, right. okay? There are two possible okay. economic <laughs> Let's break it down further here. There are two possible economic reasons behind an increase in fireworks usage, falling prices or increased supply. However, neither of these is the culprit behind increase in fireworks usage this year. Okay, so then we'll move on, right? Nope, let's break it down. The vast majority of these fireworks, let's break it down why it isn't these two, is what he's about to do. <laughs> yeah, well, he's proving that he's an, an economist. Yeah, let's do that. He let's, understands supply and I feel like this is something economy. we've been over on the podcast before, is this like need to like further break shit down, even though you've already told me it has nothing to do with it. I just feel this deja vu feeling like this is some fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. We've and talked about it before. I'll tell you right now, I stopped reading. Yeah. I just stopped reading this article like when I first and I saved it to read on the podcast. This is what happened. So the, oh beautiful. After this point, I have no <laughs> idea what he says because I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like I don't even care. Like people I yeah. wish people were like keep lighting fireworks. I don't even care. Yeah. I don't I don't know why, but let's do it. Yeah. The vast majority of fireworks individuals shoot off in the u.s are manufactured overseas mainly in china each shipment of fireworks brought into the u.s includes a detailed invoice that shows the quantity and price the importer paid 
get out. Like the level of detail. Do you think this Just has like any factor? That is shipped comes with a fucking invoice <laughs> and packing slip of yeah. what's in the container. It's insane. Price data for the first four months of 2020 shows importers paid an average of $2.63 per kilogram for fireworks from China. <laughs> a year earlier, importers paid an average of $2.60 per kilogram. This means prices rose slightly from 2019 to 2020. And Is that what that means? Eliminating the falling price <laughs> argument. Boom. Dang, dude. You know how to break it down. Holy smokes. No one even considered that as Fucking a possibility. Sam Harris of fireworks over here. That is a, that's a one sentence thing. It's, it's not due to falling prices. Prices have risen. Yeah. End I mean, yeah, statement. exactly. Yeah. End. Or, or not even worth yeah. mentioning. I didn't even think of that option. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't think that. Holy fuck. Pr- fireworks must have gone way down in price. And everyone got the memo. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Increased supply is also not the reason. In a typical year, there are two holidays with widespread fireworks usage. Hmm, what could those possibly be? Oh, he'll tell you. New Year's Eve and the 4th of July. No way. (laughs) This guy is giving information. Deliveries Mm. in 2020 are an exception to this pattern. Because of the coronavirus, the U.S. imported very few fireworks. This is the first time he's mentioned the coronavirus, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Because of the coronavirus bearing the lead, the U.S. imported very few fireworks in March. During the first four months of 2020, the U.S. imported 9 million kilograms of fireworks from China. While this seems like a large number, it is one-third less than a year earlier. Wow. Cool. So it's not a supply thing. (sighs) Next subtitle. On the contrary. Nor is it legal reform. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's keep breaking right. down why they, why, what it isn't. Another potential reason could be changes in laws. I like how he's, the subtitle is nor is it legal reform. And his first sentence is another potential reason yeah. could be reason, changes in laws. Even it's not. But we know it's not. Is this thing we know it isn't. <sighs> Most major dense cities like New York, Chicago, and San Francisco ban fireworks. However, if neighboring jurisdictions have loosened their rules, then people can easily drive outside the city to purchase fireworks. There has been a steady reduction in state prohibition against individuals using fireworks. Today, only one state, Massachusetts, completely prohibits individuals from owning and using any type of fireworks. All the rest allow them in some form. However, the most recent two states to allow customers to shoot off fireworks are New Jersey in 2017 and Delaware in 2018. Since most states relaxed prohibitions against fireworks more than two years ago, recent rule changes also cannot be behind the increase. Dang, dude. Preach and break it down. Here we, oh my God, thank you. He actually gets to it. Okay, here we go. The most likely Thank culprit. God. All right. Oh my God. This is not okay. even close to being done. The, oh, <laughs> this probably isn't even it. To find the real reason, it helps <laughs> to consider that millions of Americans have been locked down in their homes and apartments for months. Oh, I forgot about that. As an employee at a fireworks store in Stroudsburg, <laughs> Pennsylvania, put it, quote, people are bored. They just want to blow stuff up, end quote. 
While this argument is understandable, I think the most likely reason is even simpler, okay? And it has to, no. and it has a lot to do with opportunity costs underlined, something economists spend a lot of time thinking about. Okay, break down opportunity costs. Here we go. Opportunity costs put a dollar value <laughs> on what else a person could do with their time. For example, people For example, before the pandemic, I had many choices at night. I could go to work, go out with friends, watch television, or see a movie in the theater. By shutting down restaurants, theaters, bars, and other venues, COVID-19 has dramatically reduced my choices. <laughs> I like how two of the choices you gave in the previous thing you could still do. All right. The pandemic has also thrown millions was that the first thing on the list go to work yeah i could go at to night work. yeah yeah <laughs> well, nights rolled around well, i could do it i, I could, could go, go to work. work fuck i'm bored i could go, go to, to work. work have a productive day have a productive <laughs> night the pandemic has Finish also thrown strong. millions out of work Many people who would normally be working at night are not. This means the opportunity cost for using fireworks is exceptionally low compared to with before. You know, before everyone wanted to light fireworks, but they didn't have the time. Yeah, right. I remember that. Since there are so few opportunities to socialize, be entertained, or, or I, work. I got to be honest. I'm like super over this. So, but come on. We're almost there. Okay. Beyond lower opportunity <laughs> costs for fireworks users... There are many unemployed people who are now looking for opportunities to earn money. Again, all the way up until this point in the article, the whole thing, he has given no information. <laughs> like, this is what yeah. everyone would assume. Like, please break it down. He's breaking down the wrong things. Just please break it down. Because yes. here's my question. I understand that you one would like to light fireworks because they're bored. What I don't understand is how all of a sudden everybody got the memo. Yeah. So I feel like there had to have been some yeah. seed. Right. And that's what I'm looking for here. Tell me what the seed was, bitch. Right. <laughs> Buying fireworks in a rural area like northern Pennsylvania and selling them at higher prices in a city that bans their sales, such as New York City, can be easy and profitable. Okay. So he thinks that this is like a hustle. This is a hustle argument. That there's black market fireworks. So few arrests are made for fireworks that the FBI, which tracks problems like moonshining and polygamy, on its detailed list of offenses, (laughs) does not give it a category. The FBI does not give fireworks a category. That's good. Despite what popular belief is. No, they... FBI... Okay, oh, oh my God, I thought that was going to be the last one. Sorry, there's another uh, subtitle. Idle hands. Fireworks are dangerous, period. While few people die each year from using them, the latest <laughs> figures for 2019 show that fireworks hurt about 10,000 people per year in the U.S. <laughs> heard about. <laughs> However, massive unemployment caused by COVID-19 is also dangerous. There's an old quote that idle hands lead to mischief. Is that the quote? (laughs) (laughs) In this case, idle people, like he doesn't know the quote. He's like, there's some old quote, idle hands lead to mischief, something like that. That That's the sentiment. 
In this case, idle people lead to large amounts of illegal fireworks usage. <laughs> In this case, it's it's not the hands, it's not the idle hands that that are doing it's the whole. Person. You know those autonomous hands out there right. that are causing mischief. <laughs> They're not the problem. No, it's the idle people this time right. that lead to large amounts of idle, idle fireworks. Brains. You know that old parable. Idle hands lead to mischief. Mm. Idle people lead to illegal fireworks usage. My belief is not that once the millions of unemployed people in the U.S. go back to work, the number of illegal fireworks shot off will rapidly decrease and will once again be limited to the times around New Year's Eve. Oh, I'm sorry. I read this wrong. My my belief, he said is, not isn't. So my belief is that once the millions of people unemployed in the u.s go back to work the number of illegal fireworks shot off will rapidly decrease and will once again be limited to the times around new year's eve and fourth of july cool. that's his triumphant end to this whole article my belief oh my fucking god i really i really think huzzah i believe in my heart that once the world goes back to norm- normal we're not going to see abnormal times of fireworks usage i really believe that I got. I gotta believe that. I gotta believe that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what the fuck? So sorry for bringing that up, but I just uh, I thought we had to sucks. bring up something. You got something, Morgan? You want You got a topic you want to bring up? You had a bunch of H two overs, right? Let's let's get into some. Oh. I am. I feel like I've had this age to over before, but it's intensified. It never ended. Yeah. So I'm really age <laughs> to over the how was your weekend Monday phone calls. Uh, when you have to make a phone call on Monday, which I was on the phone mm. all day today. Uh, everyone feel it's a courtesy to be like, how was your weekend? Well, I haven't done shit in like four months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Nor before COVID. Do yeah, I like, really? did I appreciate that question? <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like I had this before. Like, I definitely have this. Yeah. And especially since we moved to Colorado, like we don't have, like at least in Anchorage every once in a blue moon, it's like, Oh, we had a family thing or, uh, you know, Megan had a, taco party or something (laughs) but like honestly no one cares delicious and i'm not doing anything yeah yeah and you also feel like a fucking loser yeah if you you don't have anything cool to say and (laughs) so every monday i'm oh it's just hanging out pretty low key you know just chill nothing special and it's like same shit every monday fuck man yeah and normally i would think that People only ask that because they want to be asked, but at the same they time, they don't. Exactly, right. it's like th- they yeah. want to fill the space to ask a question, uh, like a polite, a nicety. Yeah, it's like, hey, I haven't but, talked to you in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. I hope you hope you had a good weekend. It's a Monday question. Yeah. Everyone always says Happy Friday on Fridays. Um, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um. Always ask you how your weekend was on Mondays. It's uh, it's hack. It is totally hack. <laughs> and I'm not saying mm-hmm. I'm not guilty of it. Oh yeah, sometimes you're just like, 
there's an awkward silence and you just you come out with the yeah the easiest path of least resistance so that should end um i did have something i wanted to to fault my other race well, one more thing on that boring if someone asks that question yeah be fine with the answer if you're going to ask it do not ask a follow-up question on oh, their answer that i've had good luck with one i think the people i i deal with well should. it's probably because your answer is like oh you just hung out it is every yeah. time yeah it's mm-hmm. so odd mm-hmm. so there's no follow-up question to that but if you were going to yeah. be like Oh, uh, you know, I just, you know, we just, we just stayed in. And we watched movies. Oh, what movies did you watch? Don't ask me. That. Oh my gosh! Speaking of, <laughs> at my real H two over, which came up this week, uh, to Jordan. This was like a couple days ago. We we're talking about hardcovers versus paperbacks, and like how hardcovers, mm-hmm. you know, when you take the jacket off, you can't see the books. And I like I. That's the biggest pro yeah. to a hardcover. I worked myself up thinking about this scenario and when it's happened to me is when I'm on an airplane and I'm reading a book and the person next to me asks, what are you reading? It makes me Mm. murderously angry. One here. Do you want to look at it? Like, I don't know what you're asking me Two, (laughs) I'm reading (laughs) and now you're interrupting me. Yeah. And now I feel you're weird stranger. about what I'm reading. You feel weird about what you're reading. You feel yeah. almost like rude that you're kind of sn- rubbing this person off. And now I can't concentrate on the book because I'm yes. like, was I rude to this guy? Like <laughs> thinking about the the yeah. social interaction instead of instead of paying attention to the book. It is I'm getting immersed the most, back into the. It's the, it's my least favorite thing that happens. What oh what are you reading? I could see if you were you opened up a book. And then someone looks at your book and they're like, oh, hey. And then they pull out of their backpack the yeah. exact, exact same book. Like, oh, we should oh, fuck. Yeah, we should you, fuck in the bathroom. Look, if look. If you want to comment and be but. like, oh, great book or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, good. You know, glad. And then you don't talk to me anymore. That's fine. But don't mm-hmm. ask, what are you reading? <laughs> what are you reading? You should be like the this Bible. book. Just say the Bible every time. <laughs> the Bible. The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> you heard of it? It's the Bible. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely that's some wax sauce. Miss airplanes, though. Yeah, <laughs> one of those in a while. <laughs> sure. Um, you, is that all the issue overs you had, or did you have a? I have others that are that are not interesting to talk about. Just say what the title is. Uh, scheduling meetings. <laughs> it, I feel like I spend half of my goddamn time trying. To, it's like. Oh, yeah, I'll put a meeting together. And to find a time where everyone is available, it just it just drives me insane how much time I waste doing that. Yeah, uh, but that's not helpful to be issue over <laughs> that because you're just stuck with having to do shit like that. For sure. It's fine. It's whatever. What I need is an assistant. Uh, <laughs> but whatever. I'll do everything by myself. Um, <laughs> I love my job and my responsibilities, just in case. Beautiful. It's wonderful. What a beautiful sentiment. I love, I love my work. It's very engaging. Um, I also there's a firework. Fireworks mm-hmm. just went off right now. They're going off. Yeah, nice. The other one beautiful. I had is uh, they did a big update 
to my fucking computer last week, Tuesday. And my favorite thing is when that happens, I get to spend the rest of the week on the phone with IT from various sources, IT from, you know, the client, IT from my, my workplace, fixing ev everything that already worked before. It's like, why doesn't anything work before work now? That was just a minor thing. But honestly, all of my things that were going wrong that I bitched, moaned, and complained and stomped my feet were resolved rather quickly. So it's fine. Hmm. That right. was all, and it makes me sound like a whiny bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate the H2O over. Um, Everyone can relate. That's what it's all about. You got to vent it, get it out. I did want to follow up. Uh, you know, I think it was like the, is before we moved, we were talking about things we were really falling off on. Cardio came up and, you know, very, is when things had just kind of closed and they'd been closed for maybe three or four weeks. Uh, but one thing that both of you had mentioned, um, you were really slacking on is the meditation game. And Jordan said that, you know, that's his goal when he when we move into the new house, he's hitting the meditation hard. And mm -hmm. I just kind of wanted to check in with both of you and see how that's going. <laughs> sure. You feel like you're only bringing it up because you know that I haven't been on my meditation game. No, the reason I'm bringing it up <laughs> is because I genuinely don't know. Like, oh. it's because, you know, I, I actually never know when you meditate or not. Well, so. Here's the thing. I'm no I'm nowhere I'm nowhere near right say a guru of meditation over here. But I have gained the time mm -hmm. that I did do it for a little bit. I feel like I gained uh I leveled up. I feel like enough to where um I do throughout the day just take moments like what Sam Harris recommends doing just to take moments like in transitionary periods or just wherever and just try and just be present. Mm -hmm. and just slow everything down. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll do that. But I definitely need to actually do it more for a prolonged period of time. I've done it a few times since we've been here, but not regularly. I've been more worried about trying to get my exercise in, and after I do that, I feel like, boom, accomplishments. It's nice. Jordan's been coming with me on the runs. Yeah. That's Did nice. you have the runs this morning? <laughs> no. <laughs> you were worried. I was. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, so I definitely, I feel like I, I try to keep the mindset of ease and, and presence, but I definitely need to, to meditate more to Gotta get back on and to get me. back up, to get, to, to boost how, the how habit. You? It's all about the ha habitualness of it. Yeah. Where I'm on at? a 36 day streak right now. Oh, nice. shit. You started doing it right when the yeah, fire. My longest streak is forty-five days. I just needed. I'm trying to top that, very least. Keep it going as long as possible. But nice. that's the longest streak you've ever had. Forty-five. The longest streak I've ever had is forty-five days. My longest Without streak I think was like day. sixty-three. So, S on the get day. the fuck out of here. That's what it's all about. That's what that is all about. The competition. <laughs> yeah, before we moved, my move. longest streak. I swear. <laughs> I swear is it. It'll show you in your fucking app, bro. It will? Pull it up. Pull it It'll up show stats. you your yeah, longest? Yeah. Okay, let me pull it up. Yeah. 
I legit. It's my on that little are, top like, right corner. I need an emergency eye wash station right now for my fucking dust in the eyes. Dust in the eyes. Oh. Where do, where do I see it? Theory. Practice. Top right corner. Uh. Those little three lines. Oh, this is some bullshit. This is not true. It says my longest streak is forty-one. I could have uh, sworn I got to sixty. Uh, What'd you say yours was? Forty-five. Fuck. <laughs> 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 okay, I man, this is a bullshit. Sometimes, I oh, I feel like I did a mental streak. This is gonna sound like some horse shit, but yeah, one Jordan's day, a sore loser. One day, I did it. I remember yeah. <laughs> I, I did it, and it didn't count it in one of those. And so it, okay. like, started me over. Right, right, right. But I kept a mental streak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Okay. Well, uh, then I'm sure my longest streak is, like, 200 days because the app app has been fucking up. I mean, you can lie if you want. I'm not lying, but you can go ahead and <laughs> <laughs> do, say whatever you want to yourself. <laughs> Only you know what's true. Um, word up. Speaking of uh, meditation, I've been the playing. App is, the app, waking up app, is just it just keeps getting better and better. So much more, so much fucking good content on there. We've I know got Ian on it. I haven't listened to any of the so. actual conversations that are on it. I mean, I've listened to the ones that cross over to the actual podcast, but I definitely, I mean, it's 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 uh-huh. eventually I'm gonna have to do a deep dive on all that shit because yeah, I don't know. I get this. I no, get, it's it's, I, it's super dope. Yeah, I guess my time is mostly whenever I have free time now I read now that's my big thing so yeah do you want to get into books we'll get into books right after we do uh video games first so <laughs> oh my gosh Whoa. good I had a topic on that good so we uh me and Morgan have been playing Animal Crossing of course and of course oh, I guess this is probably what Morgan wants to talk about is this your video game update that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, but now I'm confused what else? about what you're, what you're saying. You and I have been playing Animal Crossing? I'm just kidding. Okay. Morgan's been playing Animal Crossing. I said we, but then I was like, what? we haven't been playing games at all, except for maybe Animal Crossing. But what I meant to say was I've been playing The Witcher 3. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my goal was to actually beat it mm-hmm. and then talk about mm-hmm. it. And like finally talk about it on the podcast, so put it to rest. I don't have to talk uh-huh. about it ever again. Um, uh-huh. But this game keeps going. <laughs> so I just can't fucking <laughs> find the time. I beat the main story. The main story done. But there's DLC, uh-huh. and I beat one of the DLC packs, and then I go to start the second. It's not like uh, no one knows what DLC is. It's downloadable content, correct? Everyone knows what DLC Nobody is. Nobody knows what that is. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows okay. that. Okay. Um, even Jamal knew it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, downloadable content. It's stuff that was released after the initial release of the game mm-hmm. that now builds upon the game. This particular DLC is just more uh, quests that you can go on. Um, and it's not like you have to select them, like they're integrated into the actual game but since they're added on later you have to be like higher level in the game to be able to like have a chance at beating the enemies that you face and shit in it so you just naturally will want to sort of beat the main quest first and then move on to it which is what i did 
and I beat the first DLC pack. It's all, it's sort of all in the same areas and stuff. It's cool. I go to fucking start the first quest of the second DLC. It takes you to a whole nother area, like a fucking whole nother map. Like, mm. I'm like, Jesus, there's no way I'm going to beat this. Like it's he, like, it's huge. Yeah. The level of fucking content they put in for this second DLC. It's like, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to explain, but there's like mm. five areas you can go to in the game mm-hmm. that are like, with like towns and shit in them. Yep. They added a fucking, there's like a sixth one that they added. Full. <laughs> with all of its own monsters wow. and, and stuff. So it's like kind of cool, I guess. But t- to be honest, I'm kind of getting over this game. Yeah. Well. Mm. Like they say, like the main thing that's cool about this game is, don't play it. is the story and stuff. Well, here's the thing. My addiction. Yeah, he has to, he has to complete all the things. And I can't. Uh, and you're, a com- you're a completist. I have to complete the I have to complete the game and all I has to offer. And with a game like this, it's funny because there are quests that you can fail, and then it's like you'll never play that quest again. Oh what? Yeah. So that's unfortunate. So I, I've that's happened a few times, and then um, yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to go over. That's kind of cool. But I just wanted to be like, okay, I'm done talking about this game after I go over a few okay. things because whatever. Um, I want to. I'll play through this final piece. And then I will move on to another video game. But um, I guess the only thing I really brought up before as a gripe I had with this game was uh, the candles and torches, trying to interact with a fucking chest or a person, and I'm lighting torches because the the interact button keeps (laughs) interacting with candles and torches. I actually think about that pretty often because it's something that I can really relate to for whatever reason, like. Yeah. I know that that would just bother Why? the shit out of me. Oh, oh. Like the frustration of like, yeah. no, like trying to move the camera in the right spot and just yeah. like, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. I always compare it to Zelda for some reason, but like when you play as Link in Breath of the Wild, you feel light. You feel like you can like do a 180 quickly. You feel like you can like turn on a dime. Mm-hmm. When you play as fucking Geralt the Witcher, <laughs> I mean, you feel heavy <laughs> as fuck. I'm telling you, man. You feel like you are carrying the world on your shoulders, and to like to do a 180, you have to like circle. So like, yeah. and then like the camera, and you have to be facing what you interact with, and it's like, fuck, man. Like, you can't just like tilt the joystick, and then he like faces the direction you want. It's like, no, you have to fucking do, do a sh- full circle. He's not just gonna pivot on a dime. He feels mm. like a heavy fuck. So anyways, so yeah, so you'll end up interacting with shit you don't want to interact with. Another thing that's huge in this game is dialogue trees where like you select what you say and it like different outcomes yeah. happen in the game depending. Um and that's kind of cool, you know, it's like choose your own adventure style and depending on the path you choose, you could be a dick, you can be a good person, you can end up with uh, different friends, different enemies, depending on the things you select. I mean, it, the the possibilities are endless, but there are plenty of situations where they give you two options, and you just know it's the same. It's going to be the same no matter what, and mm-hmm. that's cool, I guess. You know, whatever it's in the way he says it. But one, like, there are some that are like, uh, like there's. Like, you don't even know. 
Like, so, like for an example, like this isn't a real example, but it's sh shit like this. Well, they'll be like, the person will ask like, please, like, won't you help me? And the two options will be like, no, I won't help you. Yes, I will help you. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll select, yes, I will help you. And he'd be like, yeah, oh yeah, I'll help you. Like real sarcastic. And then the person will be like, you don't have to be a dick about not wanting to help me and oh stuff. My God. So it's like, I didn't know it was a sarcastic response. So it's like both of them were right, no, but right. one of them, he was a dick. Yeah. It's like adding these sarcastic responses <laughs> where I'm like, I didn't know it was sarcastic. Like I was trying to be a nice guy. I'm like, you're choosing my adventure for me when you do shit like that. Because like hmm. the, the text that you choose will a lot of times not be what he actually says. It'll just be like the sentiment of what you're going to say. Uh -huh. And then the way he ends up saying it is like some bullshit. Or I'm like, what the fuck? That's this fucking snotty answer. I had no idea. <laughs> so that's just funny. Um, oh, one thing that's crazy. I mean, there's so many glitches in this game. Like, like clipping and like you're inside of a house and all of a sudden the tree branch is like waving like through the wall inside of the house like just little things like that <laughs> and then the the biggest gripe is i mean the, the game crashes at least once oh, while i'm no. playing it like it'll just be like error mm. and it's not a disc it's it's downloaded directly <laughs> into the hardware right hard drive oh, yeah. of the ps4 and the game will crash like at least once while i'm playing it and i'll have to like do at least at first, the autosave was set up every 10 minutes, and I fucking dragged that down to every five minutes. But yeah. So I'll le lose at least that much, which, I mean, when you're, like, running across a continent, it's just like, all right, let me just run. For five minutes. Five more minutes. Yep. <laughs> um, the load times are long. That's annoying. <laughs> um, but, yeah, other than that, I, I'd say it's a, it's a, it's a eight, 8 out of 10. That's my <laughs> review. <laughs> 8 out of 10. Even with all that shit, still... The, Wow. It's, even without all that shit, because I have to give it up to just the level of content that's in this game. It's just, it's massive. Mm -hmm. And for 2013, it's very impressive. And Oh, wow. Um, there's lots of monsters. I'm just at the point of the game right now where I pretty much do the same thing over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no, like, puzzle into how I'm going to defeat an enemy. It's like, I'm going to put on a fucking shield. I'm going to slash, slash, slash until they break my shield, reapply. And it's it's a rinse, repeat, slash, slash. Yeah. Keep, like, drink a potion to heal if they hit yeah. me. Like, it's it's the same process. There's no, like, mystery and, like, oh, this guy, I can't beat this unless I figure out how, which is, like, what Zelda is. Like, mm -hmm. there's, you can't just fucking yeah. do whatever, you know? It's like, there's there's tricks, and you have to kind of figure them out. And so I like games that do that as opposed to just you level up your character and if you're strong enough, you'll beat this guy, which is what this game yeah. ends yeah. up being. Um, but yeah, um, their next game, the, the company that makes this game is called CD project red. That's the name of the company. CD project yeah. red project spelled with a K oh my God. to make it more retarded. Mm hmm. They've been working on their next game for over seven years, and their next game that they're releasing is Cyberpunk 2077, which is like a futuristic fucking in a city. Mm -hmm. Isn't there like a cyberpunk game that already came out? Uh, this is so like it. A, there's already a cyberpunk. Really? Cyberpunk 2077. I mean, it's been like... I feel like that's the sequel. I feel no. like there's an already a cyberpunk game. There is not. There might be, sure? but it has nothing to do with this one. This is a brand new game. Be. 
this is a brand new game, like a huge RPG that takes place in a futuristic city. And you, you get to, I mean, it's highly customizable. They're touting it. And like so much so that you get to, you get to customize your own genitalia in the game. Oh, that's you can make your dong size. I mean, it's, uh, they, they're putting (laughs) so much detail. Keanu Reeves has more dialogue in, in the game than any other character. Uh, so that's a huge selling point. Hmm. That didn't blow you guys' mind. Keanu Reeves, come on. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, let's get into books. Let's, enough of this low brow shit. Let's get into some highfalutin, uh, hoity toity shit. Anything Morgan wants to say about uh, oh yeah, video Animal games. Crossing? Yeah, I did. I have a topic. Thank you, Jamal. Um, Welcome. He's the host. He's got to keep so his own track. So I have a, just a couple things. Uh, I finally got to a five-star island. Oh. Oh, congratulations. Like of course. A big deal. So I have a five-star island. Thank you very much. Five-stars. Delicious. Um, so, yeah, the game. Wow, about every two days I'm like, I'm fucking have nothing left to do. And then I find a new purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. So I've been spending a lot of time on cleanup. So I'm digging up flowers all day, just digging them up, digging them up, digging them up, cleaning just up. Just to, to let everyone know, there's been a DLC and now you can swim in the game. You can swim off you the coast here. Yes. Uh, but the big update oh. DLC, by the way. Thank you. The big update I have on Animal Crossing is I made a very, probably a poor decision uh, of signing up f- with Nookazon, <laughs> where you trade and buy things from other players. So, like, you know, think like. Things it's completely like, separate from the game. Yes. Like the, the world. Yeah, it's like an it's internet a, thing. Community yeah. of people who, like, hey, oh. here's my island code. If you want to buy this, it's 50,000 bells, and you can come right. to my island with this code and give me money, and I'll give you this yeah. item. I had to do a huh. lot. It's a game on the side. to figure this out, and I did not ask Jordan wow. for help, and I'm very proud of that. Um, but, yeah, so now I've been doing a lot of trading with other <laughs> with other animal crossing players and it's more time consuming than you would expect because like you have to open up your airport with the dodo code you have to give them the dodo code and then like when they come it's like a loading screen it's like they're in midair and now they're here and and like and a lot of times they don't come right away right because you like make a trade and sometimes they need to grab some shit and it's like yeah these are real people that you gotta wait on yeah so like it actually um is not only frantic in like the bidding on a bunch of you were so stressed out when i was watching you i know you're like fuck fuck i hit the wrong button i gotta talk to like the dodo bird all over again i know (laughs) he's waiting on me (laughs) yeah and uh yeah i think i think it was probably a poor decision but it it an interesting Mm. one nonetheless um so yeah so i can get a bunch of stuff i don't have right like so i got some golden roses i got some blue roses i got some diys which are basically like you can craft 
Nobody knows what DIY is. Let everyone know what it's DIY. I, Nobody I, knows what I that means. Was. I was just saying. What is it? What's you a DIY? Can, like craft different things. No, but what does it stand for? Nobody knows. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so my next it goal. It stands for downloadable content. My next goal is to craft all of my DIYs, every single one. Wow. You haven't done that? No, because, and I'll tell you fucking why, <laughs> a lot of them you need shit I don't have, like purple hyacinths, which I got today through a trade. So, And then I have to wait for them to sprout again because I need one more. I, I traded for five, and I need six, and it takes a couple days for them to sprout. I got pears. I have a lot of pear DIYs, a ton of pear DIYs. Nice. So I have to wait for my pear trees to grow. And you can stop uh, judging me on that, I think. Oh, there's no judgment. I'm happy for your <laughs> success in the, in the community. Thank you. I have a five-star review. Very easy to trade with. Very prompt and, and uh, Five-star island and five-star trader. Yes. I didn't realize that you, wow. you get reviewed and stuff. I guess that makes sense because you don't want Because people can people fuck to, with your shit. Yeah. Because you don't want someone coming to your island and then... Tearing, tearing shit up. But the way you things. get out of that is you go into yeah. airplane mode. Boom. Kicks them off. Nice. I don't actually Jacks know how to them do out that, of the matrix. but I would Google it real quick if that was happening. Yeah. If you had somebody wrecking, wrecking ball your shit. Yeah. That's all I had. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing. Um, Super dope. Reading. We're getting into reading now. I told you, we, had a lot, we have a lot of shit yes. to get into this episode. So much shit, but I finished reading Hitch 22. Excellent book. Christopher Hitchens is a master wordsmith, had a very eventful life. Um, highly recommend the book. Uh, and as we did last week, this week, I have prepared for you guys some words that he uses Can that I had never heard. Yeah. Morgan needs to use the restroom first, so me and Jamal are going to talk about. Um, what do you want to talk about, Jamal? Do you have something you want to talk about? <laughs> well, sure. I mean, uh, did you start your next book? I did. Which but, was? But I can't bring that one up yet because Morgan would be mad. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then, um, are you yeah, reading gonna, anything? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Uh, yes, but I have a feeling you, you and I might be in line, uh, with, with one another. Oh, I see. I, I know exactly where you're going with that. Ooh, a lot of teas, a lot of teases going Ooh, on. Tease, tease, tease <laughs> in the middle of the episode. Teasing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you talk a little more about uh, about Hitch? Do, what do you think? Do you think? I mean, because I'm not much of a reader. Do you think I should read more books before I take on Hitch 22, or do you think I can handle it just fine? Be honest with me, buddy. Um. I mean, it depends. If you have time. I mean, the same with me when I was reading it. Like, you're gonna come across words you've never seen. You're gonna come across uh, political events, moments in history otherworldly things that happen that he mentions that mm -hmm. that you probably won't be familiar with because I sure as hell wasn't. Um, mm -hmm. But I would fucking, I mean, I don't know. You're literate, so I feel like... Sure. 
just take your time. Like if you start to feel like you're just glazing over it and you're not really retaining it, mm-hmm. then yeah, then put it yeah. down, maybe come back to it later. But you never know until you pick it up and you start reading. I mean, for me, it dips in and out of being completely over my head and then completely entertaining and hilarious and and just mm-hmm. and not only funny, but almost makes me chuckle with just how clever it is. Like it's it's like he probably wasn't even trying to be right. funny, but like he's like impressed. Yeah, his phrasing is just like, Are you joking? Like this I've never heard somebody <laughs> put it this way. And it's like it's I don't know if it's elegant or if it's just completely fucking pompous. Like because it's like if someone were mm-hmm. to phrase something like this in person, like in front of me, I'd be like, Oh fuck yourself, dude. But he's like the way mm-hmm. but it's just so good that you're just I don't know. Yeah. It's uh it's just impressive is all I can say about it. Like how this guy yeah. is writes. Like you just tell how well read he is and just how like how much he loves literature in general and how he's able to put yeah. the English language together better than probably anybody. Like that he could probably go toe to toe with anybody as far as crafting sentences. I'm not saying he's the best like yeah writer that takes like ideas and stuff but mm-hmm. he's definitely um well versed in that arena so yeah. speaking of that let's get into the words and and i decided to do a little bit of work to help you guys out thank you i found some ways Context. to use it in a sentence I bl- I to make you. this go a little bit better cool. on you guys and we will start with word number one Ossify. 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 O S S I F Y. You ready for the sentence? Yes. Yes, please. And I got these from yourdictionary.com. Okay. okay. <laughs> this is off a website. I did not craft these myself. For permaculture to remain alive and not ossify into dogma, it must also change. Like, does it mean, uh, like, descent? Or, like, it's either, like, disintegrate or or the opposite I, of that, like, raise up. I feel like ossify, maybe it means, like, to harden, like, to be solidified oh, in, in what it is. I have a second sentence. Do you want to hear the second currently. sentence? Yeah. The pelvic yeah. arc of some of the stegocephalia contained a well-ossified public element. Pubic element, sorry. God, I fucked that up. Yeah, hardened. <laughs> are you guys ready for the definition? Yeah. So are yeah. you changing your definition, Morgan? Yeah. You're going to change your definition to Green with me. Yeah. The actual definition of ossify is to turn into bone or bony tissue. Oh, so Jamal, wow, impressive! You got on the right track. Morgan was a little bit. I mean, you understood the. I mean, you you lost that round. I, I lost. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I feel like I lost too. I mean, that was very specific. Yeah, and I feel like that's what these words are going to be, though. Yeah, but I'm not. I don't I have to award come points at it generally. I don't but... award points. I, I award percentage closeness. Okay. Okay. Next so, word, please. Oh, you want to tell me how, how many points you earned? Sure, for that? go ahead, go ahead. You earned point one points. Cool. Jamal earned point 
seven, seven points. All right. Next word, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the next word, casuistry. Casuistry. C-A-S-U-I-S-T. Hold on. C-A-S-U. C-A-S-U-I-S-T-R-Y. Casuistry. Any guesses off the bat? No. Casuistry Um, found no place because there were no sacred books. Does that feel like it's almost like that, like, Kazai Su thing, which is very heavily referenced in The Denial of Death, and that's, like, the first place my goes to in the Kazai Su project, like, a legacy of of someone or something, like, uh, uh, Kazai Su project being, like, uh, yeah, like you you want to make this big thing that outlives you. That's your way of almost sort of conquering death is something that outlives you that is of your own creation or something. That, that some so use use it in another sentence or in that sentence again. So to me I'm getting a religious vibe like Want me to say the sentence again? Yeah. Casuistry found no place because there were no sacred books. Do you have another one? No. Yeah, I'm sort of sticking with, like, it has to do with, like, someone's, like, legacy or something like that. Because there were no sacred books. Something. We need need a guess, Morgan. (laughs) Uh, this is tricky I'll say I'm not giving it away easily with the sentence because there were no sacred books casuistry had no place Zero points. I don't know. I don't know. Casuistry, the use of clever but unsound reasoning. Okay. <laughs> oh. Zero points to Jamal as well because you were way off. Um, yeah. But way I, off. I, I appreciate the effort you gave in a long explan- explanatory wrongness of, of what you thought it was. Um, <laughs> next word, insouciant. Insouciant. I N. S O U C I A N T. Insouciant. These are fucking insane. I have no idea. Even at the best of times, yeah. Nichols is hardly a, mo- a model of laid back insouciance. Different, I, I don't even know what that means. Nichols? Nichols is, an, is a person's name. Okay, say it again. I'll use a different name. Ready? Nichols? <laughs> That's Nichols, like N-I-C-H-O-L-L-S. Just for my own sanity, can you just sub in a different name, like Thomas or something? I'll sub in a different name. Thank you. Even at the best of times, Ho Chi Minh is hardly a model of laid-back <laughs> insouciance. Uh... Uh... 
even in the best so like, of uh, times. Like, I'm just taking a stab in the dark, like, youthfulness. No, it's like, even in the best of times, they can't be in that laid back, uh, like, place of acceptance or, like, a peaceful... Say the fucking sentence again. <laughs> Even at the best of times, Barbara is hardly a model of laid-back insouciance. Positivity. Do you have a guess, Jamal? So I'm sticking with like you, a youthful spirit or something like that. I'm going to give Jamal zero points. I'm going to give Morgan point one points because the actual definition is showing indifference which I feel like is a mm. state of uh, zen. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But to be insouciant is to show indifference, okay. not caring. Mm. Are we ready? Two, two left. Here we go. Morgan, you still have a... Ready. You, still have a, uh, you can still come back. All right. Quotidian. Quotidian. <laughs> oh, do you know what it is, Jamal? No. Oh, okay. Spelling Q U O T I D I A N. Quotidian. I have two sentences if you guys want to hear. Go for it. Here's the first one I found. This one I found was interesting. The, The quotidian world of Irish sexual politics. Next one. <laughs> you don't want to hear the first one again? The quotidian world of Irish sexual politics. That was the whole sentence, the, the example. It has to do with, like, more than two boobs. <laughs> quotidian. Um, second sentence. The man began his quotidian schedule by getting stuck in traffic on his way to work. Vastly different than the first. Quotidian. It enhances it's, the first. Is it like <laughs> his quotidian schedule by getting stuck in traffic? So, like, you have a plan, but it's like your realistic. Um, it's like your actuals, you know? It's like your. Uh, What you actually expect is going to happen versus what you wish would happen or what it's like you, you might dream you make up. a plan but then the real thing happens and that's what it is. Do you have a guess, Jamal? Yeah, something something along with fucking Morgan said. Like basically, yeah, like uh fucking you make all these plans but you're almost more like open to all that you know is probably going to go awry or be a hurdle to you. All right, I award zero points to both of you. Quotidian, occurring every day. Nice. That is actually, (laughs) that makes a lot of sense. It does. Yeah. The quotidian world of Irish sexual politics. I mean, come on. I mean, that one's bullshit, but the second one makes (laughs) sense. All right. Yeah. Next word. I mean, just to be like writing a book. And be like, and then like on his rut- on his daily routine. No, I don't want to say that. On his quotidian, 
<laughs> like routine. <laughs> like he's just fucking subbing out these fucking crazy words. All right, this one is here we go. Final word. Shabine. Shabine. That's a black as a black lady. S H E B E E N. Shabine. Sentences. There was a bitter S-H-D? taste. S H D. S H E B E E. Okay. There was a bitter taste in his mouth, and a pain in his ear where somebody'd hit him during a shabine brawl the night before. <laughs> Drunken. That's what I'm thinking. Drunken. Uh, Drunken or like, yeah. or like, uh, um, moronic. Yeah, like not it, like, ugh, fuck, like what am I trying to say? Like it wasn't actually about anything. Like it was a what is that? What am I trying to say? You, you want know? me to define the word for you? No, no, like no. Trivial. Yeah, yeah, like drunken or like or like what a drunken brawl is which is like not necessary <laughs> right Pur- purposeless yeah so you guys are de- trying to define this as if it is a adjective however it is actually a noun shabine an unlicensed oh. place selling alcohol Let's all head drunken. to the Shabine. I said Shit. drunken. I award you point two two points. How come Jamal gets fucking point seven seven for some random? Because he was shit? damn close. He was damn close on ossify. You were saying like transformation. He's like, I think it hardens and turning into bone. Okay. Feel like that was pretty close. He's in drunkenness. I give you point two two. Morgan, your final score point four two points. Jamal's. Final score was 0.77. Only points awarded to Jamal off the first question. <laughs> Good job. That concludes the what the hitch? <laughs> I like it. What the hitch game? Not the most probably not the most popular game. No. But but only because it's so like fucking it. hard. It's a thinker. It's a thinker. It's like yeah. It's not really a thinker though. It's a Right, it's not like you're. If you think right, hard enough, you'll right. get to yeah. the answer. I'm not like searching the depths of my own knowledge That's to what's figure frustrating. it out. But I've, in, I've implemented the sentences. Not to be wrong. I've, impl- I I've implemented the, the fractional the points. <laughs> I appreciate the sentences. Um, one of these days, you guys will. One of you will be dead on, and it'll be like, jeez, jeez. All right, the next book I read. Flowers for Algernon, and I only read it next because Morgan was whining that I hadn't read it, and she wanted me to read it, and so I bumped it up the queue, read it next because um, I'm a nice husband. Yeah. Um, good book. I enjoyed it. It's about a retard yeah. who becomes smart <laughs> um, due to an experiment done on him. And but it's the ensuing yeah, it's written from craziness. like his progress report journals, and like he gets yeah, and then he gets That's, I don't know. It's really fucking hard to. The juxtaposition was actually very funny from 
reading Hitch 22 to the beginning yeah. of Flowers for Algernon, where it's like the most crazy, <laughs> well-spoken, but crazy words. And it's like yeah. high level writing. And then the beginning of Flowers for Algernon is almost difficult to read because he's, Cause he's so he's spelling so phonetically. And so like, yeah, like I'm reading this way slower than I'm reading Hitch. Yeah. Like I'm like trying to like your eyes just don't like <laughs> fucking dance over the words because you're like fuck like these are all new spellings of these words but he like learns Mm -hmm. you know as he gains intelligence he like you know realizes that all these things he's been living his life like thinking thinking a certain way that people were treating him a certain way and now he like recognizes that yeah before he was just blissfully retarded and they take mm-hmm. him along. It's like to that. Make fun of him. Not that they. I should read this book. You really should. It's a quick read. You'll love it. And it. And I do get the sense that like they don't. It's not like they're like super evil people. Like they don't hate him or like you know what I they're mean. They're evil by today's standards. Yeah. Of like we understand that you don't fucking treat retarded people. Right. Like it was written in 1967, so like there's like people will, like, will use him as the butt of a joke and shit. Yeah, in, in a way that if you did that today, you'd be a fucking monster. Right. But yeah, in the time it was written, like there's a fucking scene where well, after he's smart, another retarded person is a dishwasher in a, in a diner, and he drops dishes on the floor, and everyone's fucking laughing at him, and like in in such a way where it's like I understand like when kids are like playing a joke on somebody who's you know not mentally sound or whatever and they're being dicks because they're children but in a diner full of adults and they're like ha, 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 ha. like look at this retard <laughs> can't carry dishes <laughs> like legit like they're a, a well aware of his yeah. impairment and still being very rude um, it's cartoonishly evil what's happening to this person that's such a yeah. like an aside part i don't know it is it's it, it's, it's really it, an aside oh, it's not even a critique of the book yeah i'm not even, i'm not saying like this is so unrealistic i'm not saying that yeah. i'm saying it like when i was reading that i was like jesus but like, like and now he's trying to develop relationships you know and he's his intellect is gaining but like his emotional maturity is, is like a little bit behind and it's it's very interesting and if jamal's gonna read it then i won't spoil the end but yeah, we won't spoil yeah, it. Yeah, please definitely... don't. I would like to read it. It reminds me of that feeling of, and I think I've brought it up on the podcast, but that feeling of you ever, like, you, you ask yourself, like, I wonder if I'm retarded and everyone's just being nice to me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Jamal had a, re- a retarded-ness uh, story. Did you we've tell that on the podcast? It, yeah. Like, I'm twice sure. on the podcast. I probably have. Yeah, yeah, we've told it. Probably. Actually, I, at least twice. But I know I'm sure. teasing the <laughs> listeners, the new listeners. I'm teasing Megan. If, if nobody else, so I'll just dive into it real quick. Uh, basically, standardized testing in school, in elementary school, and how uh, our mom uh, was spoke out at the dinner table, would always talk about how she didn't approve of it, and like her own, like, whatever, political stance or what have you on standardized testing, and you know, uh, treated my kids like lab rats and all that shit. So I took that as... Uh, well, if my mom doesn't care, I don't want to do the fucking thing. So I would just guess on all, like, the SBAs, all these standardized fucking tests every year from, like, I don't know, third grade on through even through high school. I was like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. 
Um, so that's what I did. And I remember, like, I never saw my scores. They always talked about they mail your scores home. And uh, I never saw them, but I never gave a shit. And then one day, is after I graduated high school and shit, it was like a couple of years later, I was in the car with, uh, with Mother and uh, with uh, Miguel. Uh, and uh, somehow the SBAs got brought up, we're reminiscing, and I bring it up, uh, the fact that, I was like, oh yeah, I always just guessed on those things. And like, we were driving down Carlson Road. Whoops. Not even guessed. And we're driving down. You just filled out the scan drawing. What? Yeah, 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 exactly. I just, I wasn't, wasn't guessing. A guess is I, like, I, I, wouldn't even I don't like, really know the answer, but let me give it my best shot. So maybe it's this. Yeah, no, no, no. This was like, I would like, try and make patterns out of the fucking the you know whatever i would try to spell things out with a b you know a b c d and try and you know whatever and you know just whatever whatever it was just to get through it i didn't give a fuck uh hardly looked at the packet if only i was looking at the actual packet to make it seem like i was doing work or whatever didn't give a shit and uh, anyway, so I bring that up. We're driving down uh, the street. We're almost home. I say that, and mom, like, slams on the brakes, and she, like, is like, what? Like, you did what? And I was like, yeah, I just never I, – I just never cared. And, and she's like, Jamal, I thought you were, like, retarded. <laughs> um, Mama Reed fellow dropping the R word. And uh, – I thought you were retarded for like for years, but I never like said anything because you seem to be doing fine in school otherwise. And I didn't want to like hurt your self-confidence by like showing you how awful your fucking test scores were and shit. And, uh, yeah, not, not a retard. I don't think, (laughs) I mean, it was, it was a stupid thing to do, I guess, but like mom had been (laughs) suffering over it for years, agonizing over you know, wondering my level of intelligence and shit. Yeah. I mean, there's a certain point where it's like, especially as like a parent, like from mom's perspective, like Mm -hmm. you can't think somebody is retarded. Like when you're talking to you and stuff, Yeah, you're very obviously not retarded. Like, (laughs) it's like, it's like, what do you think is happening here? It's not like she's talking to you like, okay, like, put that down. <laughs> like, it's like, you're yeah, holding conversations. Right. So this is a completely different thing. I don't know. I just, to me, it's very obvious if your scores come back that you didn't give a shit. Or yeah. you're just not well versed in fucking math and reading. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> to Yeah, I don't know. It's just like. Obviously, you're not retarded. Take an IQ test. Um, but yeah, Flowers for Algernon. We won't spoil it. It's I a good either. book. It's a classic. Um, peep it. And then I wasn't going to bring up the next book that I'm in the middle of reading, but since Jamal, you apparently want to bring it up, we can bring it up. But All right. I'm curious to know if we're on the same wavelength over here. So you go ahead and bring it up. Um, I started reading Ant Kind. Yeah, yeah, we are on the same wavelength, my dude. Fuck yeah, man! How uh, how far are you? I'm ha- far? I'm halfway right now. When did you start? Holy shit! I started on. I'm about I'm about a hundred pages in. Yeah, it's good. 
<laughs> fucking loving it. I really like it. I re- and here's the thing, like I've never really I'm trying to think I maybe have read one or two like fiction books like on my own in my lifetime. And I just never was that into fiction. And I've always been more into nonfiction because of the Flowers for Algernon feel is like a you're learning shit. Like, no. <laughs> but that's the thing is like this book I feel like I've is the gateway to me getting into fiction it took like someone i just knew i respected them as a writer and loved everything they've written thus far in film format did and you like, so I was like did okay, you fuck, read fuck norm it, mcdonald's I'll, I'll book? i listened to it on audiobook that's fiction i wanted to hear him 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 tell it um but uh but fuck man i am i'm whip i've 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 I really love it so far. Uh, like I said, I'm only uh, like on chapter 13 or something. I'm like it's an epic. It now. is a 700-page fucking epic in a, in such a non-epic yeah. way that this mm. main character, he's such a fucking pathetic, pompous fucking <laughs> douche. Yes. Oh, but he's so fun <laughs> yes. to fucking read. Uh, it's it's, yeah, the, dude, it's one really, of the funniest funny books I've ever read. It's, like, it's fucking rapid fire hilarious. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah. there's like a little joke in there because he ta- I mean, he's a film critic I won't say too much about it but he's a film critic the main character is and uh, he's talking about something I just read earlier today and he references it earlier and I wonder I'm like you. sometimes he'll like make mistakes uh-huh. in what he's reciting uh-huh. something that I'm aware of in the film world he's talking about real movies and stuff and I you know, I can't help. But, I mean, I just give Charlie Kaufman the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, hey, that must have been intentional. But like, you almost feel like, what if it was a fuck up, whatever. But then it comes up later, and the a main example I can think of off the top of my head is he's talking about Wes Anderson and how much he loves Wes Anderson. And uh, he's talking about he's like, and I love his movie, uh, The Wonderful Mr. Fox. Uh-huh. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if that was a fucking mistake. And then like two chapters later, he brings it up again. The wonderful Mr. Fox, and in parentheses he says, "Fantastic movie." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, no, <laughs> like that. I mean, I can tell you, I'm halfway into it. There's nothing that is unintentional in this book, and there's so much yeah. more. Oh, I'm sure fuckery as far as like the way he's talking, and he does so much clever shit as far as like people will say something where if you were to say it out loud, you wouldn't know the difference. Like I'm trying to think of an example of like. Uh, uh, What's a word that? What's a homophone? Is any homophone that's like, uh, like witch or whatever? I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. It, this, is, yeah. this is not an example yeah. he uses, but like, say someone is like, uh-huh. you know, or like, which way is that? But in the book, it's spelled like W I T C H or whatever, and then he'll respond yeah. to the person. Don't you mean witch? Or he'll be like witch, like with a question mark, like W I T C H. Maybe like, which, yeah. Which wouldn't happen unless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's almost like they can That's see the words that are being hilarious. spoken to the person. So it's like he does a yeah, shitload of that yeah. sort of stuff where it's like the person, but he, he like builds up to it. Like before, it's like people will say things. Like it happens so much in the book, but it's like always done in a funny way where someone will like, yeah. Like, oh, it's a Hargrave, Hargrave and, and, and Bargrove or something. He's like, no, it's Hargrove and Bargrave. He's like, That's what I said. <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, it's, no, it's not. <laughs> it's like, 
so much of that flipping. So he'll do that a bunch where it's like slight mispronunciations, but then he'll go into like, these are homophones. So this wouldn't happen in an actual right. conversation. Like they said it right. Right. He's just spelling it wrong. And there's lots of like fourth wall breaking shit that happens. It's very Charlie Kaufman and it's very. Oh, I'm I, loving it. I'm it's, absolutely loving it. And I have no idea where it's going. Like there's a through line that's happening right now, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's one of those that you're just enjoying the ride on because you just want to fuck it. You're just hanging yeah. with this guy, even though he's like the worst person that you'd ever want to hang out with. But <laughs> all the interactions yeah. are so funny. Of like, because he's like he touts himself as such an intellectual and like he knows all film. Yeah, and he's so fucking retarded when it comes to just like, like all the movies that he loves are like all foreign films and shit. But except for like Judd Apatow, he's like how Judd Judd Apatow is the yeah, greatest filmmaker. Yeah, he loves Judd Apatow. And, <laughs> and he talks about like this he's is talking, forty. Talks about, like, gravity and shit. He talks about this is forty oh, in like the God. funniest way possible. Like I just how, yeah. but like it's all yeah. it's all like dissing Judd Apatow at the same time, like just from like a reader's perspective, <laughs> yeah. like like yeah. he makes comedies so good because they're not actually funny because actual comedies are terrible like and they're not and they're not good for society yeah. but Jed Apatow a great American filmmaker realizes that you could have a movie called funny people with nobody in it that's funny like yeah. that doesn't actually have <laughs> any funny people or it'll be like uh mm-hmm. yeah is this is 40 breakdown about how like this, this how is deep it's hilarious how deep fucking this scene where Paul Rudd is sitting on the toilet he is sitting on the toilet <laughs> like it's like or he, you watch it upside down. He's like quite literally trying to keep his shit together. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. He watches every movie seven times. All over his family. Every movie he'll watch seven yeah. times, and one of them he watches it while literally upside down. And so when he he didn't get that layer of the film and this is forty until he watched it upside down, where it's literally Paul Rudd sitting on a toilet trying to keep the <laughs> shit, trying to keep his shit together. Because if he wasn't sitting, all the shit would fly out. I don't know. It's it's you really got to read it. It's fucking. It's fucking funny, man. And yeah, I really, I really, really like it. And I, it's, I just want to watch Charlie Kaufman movies, and I will. I have to. I'm gonna show Elliot some Charlie Kaufman movies. So, dude, all of his talking about fucking. Sure, I'll do that this week. Like all of his non-binary, like want to be inclusive. Yeah, his non-binary Jedrick. stuff. Is I have hilarious. an African American girlfriend. Shit is so funny, man. Like. He's African American. He just drops African American. Like I'm only 100 pages in, and he's dropped it like a thousand times. He goes into a fast food restaurant, and the the chick behind the (laughs) is a black chick behind the counter, and it is the most fucking awkward shit of him trying. You you see all of his mental fucking his internal dialogue in the book, Mm -hmm. and his trying to fucking loop it around. Like, how can I pay with my credit card and and flash my African American girlfriend's picture? You know, my famous African-American, I won't say her I name. I want her to like me so I won't say her much, name, but you know like, you know her. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, you're not far enough in the... Oh, my... I don't want to say it. I don't want to spoil anything, because there's some just, fucking... Just there's shut so fuck much up. Fun, funny shit. Morgan, there. you got to read this book, too. Right, you got to get on this ant kind, biz. Well, there's yeah, so much to talk about in this book. Order copy. It's just... It's wall-to-wall funny scenes, and then wall-to-wall... It's almost like there's these non-sequitur scenes, and you don't even care like it's like this is probably gonna like have a point but right now it's just you're just meandering through this fucking this guy's fucking crazy life 
this sad, depressing life that this guy is leading. I don't know, man. It's yeah. so fucking good. It's funny. And, like, yeah, and there's, like, things, like, where, yeah, you don't know if it's going to have a point, but, like, you almost don't care because of how fucking funny Charlie Kaufman writes it. You're, like, I just you're just enjoying what the fuck is happening. And that's the thing is, like, I, I, as far as getting into wanting to read novels, like, I don't know. It's, I feel like this is what, what turns me over to the other side because I'm just, it's a fucking blast and a half reading this book. Yeah. I mean, I've read, I've read few books where they're supposed to be humorous and they'll be like, you know, amusing moments and I'm, but I'm not like, this is mm-hmm. fucking funny, but that's definitely I've like I laughed out loud in my room by myself reading this fucking book. I've, I've definitely chuckled. I mean, I don't really like laugh out loud, but like, if Morgan was in the room with me when I was reading some of these lines, I would definitely laugh and I'd probably try to show her. But like, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's some moments in it <laughs> that are like fucking classic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Enough about Ant Kind. Ant Kind. Slip up. I just. It just is brand new. So far, Charlie Kaufman. If you're not familiar with Charlie Kaufman, he's the. Uh, writer of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, adaptation being John Malkovich, Anomalisa, Synecdoche, New, New York. I mean, he's my he's my favorite screenwriter, probably. I'd have to put him at number one. For sure. For sure. And then if I had a, maybe Woody Allen might be in the top ten as far as screenwriters go. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, Charlie Kaufman, numero uno. He's fucking – he's a genius. He's fucking crazy – He's funny and insanely clever. Yeah. Um, And this, and the the main character of this book hates Charlie Goffman, which is hilarious in and of itself throughout the book. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And can. Yeah. Like so far, again, I don't want, I don't want you to say too much in response to this because you're a lot farther than I am, but so far it feels like he's woven a lot of what his other films are in their essence, you know, into this book. And, and I feel like he's small ways, but he's, he's weaving in what all films are in all their essence. Like he, he hits cause this guy is a film critic. He fucking brings up so many different right. facets of film and like, like, but Deep I mean, not even just that, that but try just like to do, elements of the down. story. Right, right, right. But like, even just elements of the story. Like the fact, like, just for one example, and again, I don't want to go into this because I don't want any slip ups, but but uh, when he brings himself up, you know, like that, I feel like is reminiscent of adaptation, you know, like, for example. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, no, yeah, there's definitely know. it's cool. There's it's lots cool. of like and while I'm very I'm, excited to, there's to lots, read it. Yeah, there's lots of while I'm reading it, I'm thinking like, God damn, like where is this going? Like <laughs> like I feel like mm-hmm. it's it's Charlie Kaufman being aware of himself and how people perceive him. And he knows yeah. as a reader you're going to be thinking along these lines and he's leading you down these paths, like, where is he going with <laughs> it? It's like he, he's playing with you the the entire yeah. time. Yeah. It's genius. It's very impressive. Yeah. It's an awesome. I, I mean, if you haven't like watched any of his movies or, or haven't seen him in a while, I'd recommend like doing a dive on him and his movies first, and then getting this book 
and then just enjoying the fucking ride yeah. of this book. I'll finish it by next podcast. Hopefully, you should fucking put in the time. I wanna, I'm gonna rewatch. I want to rewatch uh, at least at least Eternal Sunshine, maybe being John Malkovich, if not all of them, over this next week. And I think uh, I don't know. Not that you guys have to do the same, but it might be worth it. I don't know. Just to, just to re up. Yeah, I mean, I've seen. I, I'm always down I to definitely watch. Charlie watch Kaufman. I've seen all those movies several times. I feel like we watched Eternal we watched Sunshine yeah. pretty Eternal recently. Sunshine recently. Yeah. Mm. I always watch those movies. I never tire of them. All right, let's yeah. fucking let's bring up what Megan's wondering. The remaining yeah. eat a dick. Hey, Reed fellas. Recently, I was listening to some old '90s rap and hip hop, and it was a great day. Um, <laughs> I realized that oftentimes that genre of music talks a lot about uh, either eating pussy or sucking a dick or whatever, right? And then it made me think, like, man, I'm fine. Like, whatever, I'm fine with it. Fine with it. But <laughs> it made me think, can you imagine <laughs> if a country song ever said that or a heavy metal song ever said stuff like that? Like, what? I only really ever hear that language in that genre of music. And I wondered, you know, why? I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> First of all, they do this in other genres of music, fuck, too. Man. I'm pretty sure there's lots of heavy yeah. metal or dark fucking songs. That, yeah, it's all about like and that fucking that kind of shit. Do that too, but they they do it in other subtle little ways too. Yeah, country like, does it mm-hmm. in a very like kind of like a romantic way, but it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the a romantic way is not the same as being like suck my dick, but like yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I, it's like. I, I'm not familiar with heavy metal, but I know for a fact there's the equivalent in heavy metal as there is to like yeah. I, yeah. I can't even I, I or in like grunge or like whatever like this these types right. of things punk right. punk music like they're fucking Exploring power to the people like yeah they're trying to enrage mm-hmm. adults and stuff they're all trying to do this thing and so in hip hop when you say yeah. you know yeah we'll eat the pussy yeah I'm gonna suck a dick I mean first of all Megan like you can you can listen to some better hip hop there's better <laughs> hip hop out there but. Uh, <laughs> that aside, I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's hip hop started um, as this fucking underground thing, and then it became this more like, what can I do to make your eyebrows raise, mm-hmm. sort of thing, and then it, you, people mm-hmm. one up each other, and then there's you know roots in like battling and stuff, where it's like I'm gonna say something to hurt you, so now it's like suck my dick, you know, what can I say? So it's like it's all very rooted in like competition and like right. or like your girl wanting was one up dick or whatever that makes sense yeah so so you'll get a lot of that sort of language and then of course when you have like the fcc or like the the suited white guys being like this is not good for children that just makes them want to be like up the ante even higher it's just it's the ultimate mm-hmm. fucking this is what's cool fuck fuck adults you know mm-hmm. parents just Rebellion. don't understand you know it's like a dick but yeah i mean i don't know it's uh um james blake says suck a dick all the time so (laughs) yeah (laughs) you this doesn't matter but you passed over what i'm reading and i feel like it's not the first time oh you gotta fucking hop in 
you got to hop in. I'm not, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to feel bad every time this happens. I'm trying to run so many things over here. Please feel free to interrupt and join in. <laughs> join in. Get, no, I, I mean, I don't really want to anymore. I'm just. We talked about flowers for Algernon, so that I, I was like, that's. I'm running the show over here. I, I mean, Jamal's the host, of course, but like over here, I'm trying to do lots of knobs and trying to make sure I'm looking at the time, you know, I know. please. Like, and this what goes you for you too, Morgan? Jamal. Like if there's things that, yeah. if you feel like I'm blowing by, you, you can always be like, wait, wait, I got something I want to say. Okay. Well, but like, I don't really, I guess. It's just the name of the book. It's fine. I'm reading. <laughs> okay. It doesn't fucking matter. I don't know. Yeah, what are it you does matter, In but. the realm of hungry ghosts, close encounters with addiction, it's super good. Ooh. It's about this physician who uh, worked in this clinic um, in this really, like, uh, part, like, rundown part of Vancouver uh, on the street in particular where there are a lot of addicts, and it's, like, his interaction with them a look at addiction itself um and then like a look at his it, i don't know it's it's super interesting and super um offers a lot of different perspectives that's cool sounds super interesting it's very interesting it's very humanizing but you're only part way through it right i'm th- a third of the way through it nice 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 I would like to say um, that I want to give you guys an update on the Sonic Ice Pops. Oh, Oh. hell yeah. Hit us with it. Um, They won't freeze. Because there's too much salt in them. (laughs) Right. Ocean water. Can you freeze ocean water? They just won't fucking freeze. Like, they get, some of them get kind of (laughs) slushy. But none of them have frozen solid, and most of them are still liquid, and they've been in the freezer this entire time. Your freezer, so I don't know yeah, what fucks up with that. Free- makes me not want to ingest them. You got to crank your freezer down. Like, and we got two freezers that ocean going. Water can't freeze. I feel like there is a freezing point for ocean water. It's just probably colder than you. Yeah, think. I tried the ocean water though. I tried a slushy one that's ocean water. Pretty good. Pretty tasty. Um, the sugar, whatever they're using for the sugar in there, no. It tastes like lime and coconut, basically. Yeah. So it's your it's and your freezer. it is it does burn the throat a little, I will say, which is odd. <laughs> it's because you have it's too syrupy. You got to get them frozen. Yeah, I looked up reviews on Amazon for these things. They got like one star reviews for this exact reason that like burns your throat and they don't fucking freeze. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whack that's the update super whack yeah but they are a little they are kind of tasty before you fucking swallow all right, all right. you know those uh, uh, like rocket pops like the red white mm-hmm. and blue rocket pops? pops oh rocket pops no yeah, not other yeah. pops rocket pops so good the consistency of a rocket pops pretty pretty fucking solid what are the orange ones say. called not the rocket pops but there's the orange ones like cream skulls no like the they're like they're big orange cream skulls they're like big long Oh, oh, those like big old fucking. They're orange and red. Yeah. They blend the color blend. I yeah, don't yeah. Like those, ones. Those, those are delicious. I love those. those. I hated when people had those. I love rocket pops though. 
Rock and Pop's got a really good consistency to them. And then the ones you're talking about, I don't know what the fuck those are called, yeah. but those are dope. They're like big old fucking cocks. Like they're just yeah, uh, they're too big. They're dong. They're dong dot com. I mean, they're dong dot coms for sure. Yeah. Word up. Uh, podcast pick Jamal. Uh, Jamal's face with Jamal's face in all of his orifices. Um. I don't know what he's very uh, Charlie Kaufman esque. I feel like. And the caption on it is trick photography, which is a reference to uh, adaptation, a line in adaptation. Great line in adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was about to explain it, but I don't even know if I could because it's so funny. <laughs> it's too funny, man. It's funny, and it's just <laughs> in the context of the movie. Watch Movie Rental of the Week is adaptation if you've seen other Charlie Kaufman movies. I don't necessarily recommend it as your first Charlie Kaufman watch. No, Being John, John Malkovich, Malkovich is yeah. the first one you should watch. Being John Malkovich, but okay, if you don't like Being John, Bean John Malkovich. If you don't like Being John Malkovich, I'd say keep going, though. I mean, Being John Malkovich isn't my favorite of, yeah. of his, but I think it's excellent, but I, th- I think yeah. Eternal yeah. Sunshine is his best. You could he start with Eternal better. Sunshine, even. Yeah. But before yeah. watching adaptation, definitely watch Being John Malkovich. Adaptation is almost a sequel yeah. in a Charlie Kaufman way, where it's not a sequel at yeah. all, <laughs> but it references yeah. <laughs> it. Um, yeah. Adaptation is probably my Pretty second favorite dope. Kaufman movie. It's fucking, it's so good. It's the best Nicolas Cage movie yeah. of all time. For sure. You can thank for Kaufman sure. for that. Um, yeah. Highly recommend. Also, Palm Springs. Very where do you good. put Anomalisa? Next. Probably third. After ADAP? Yeah. Yeah. Same. I don't know. I, it's, a, it's a tie, I guess. I don't know. I'd have, it's being John Malkovich or Anomalies. Uh, third. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyways, I think... I think that's everything. This is a doozy. I want to say one more thing about Charlie real quick. Sure. About Ant Kind. Mm-hmm. And it relates to Hitch 22 and the, uh, the you know, these huge words. Oh, I was going to say this too. Hitch is using. There's a word. Un, I can't even pronounce this fucking word. Unvicissitudinously. I think it's a, it stems off of vicissitudes. Right, right. But you, I looked it up. It's not a real word. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, look at this word. This is a Hitch, Christopher Hitch and shit. I looked it up and you just right, but, made Like, vicissitudes <laughs> is like true, like true to the form or whatever. Like, that painting mm-hmm. in its many vicissitudes, like, is very real to life, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Which I only know because he'll, because I looked it up too. I feel like tr- mm-hmm. Hitch probably even used the word. Where he has a word, what is it? Vermissive, vermicil, vermicilitude. What's that word? Vermicilitude or something like that? Yeah. I feel yeah, like that's yeah. on my list. Like, I was going to bring this up. A lot of the words that I'm seeing in this book are words that I had on my list to bring up in the game. And I'm like, oh, now Jamal's going to have a leg up. Holy Because he's going to come across these words. <laughs> like there's one, there's one word that you're going to come across a lot. And it was one of the that's in Hitch. That's it. It's in Hitch, but he he uses it a lot in in Ant Kind. Mm. And word, um, word. 
it was, it's the last word on, on my entire fucking list that I had here. And I don't and even know if I'm going to use it, it anymore because it's such a simple keep word. It, keep it safe. Set aside. I'll see if I can guess it. Okay. 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 Let me see. You know, I'd be like, is this the word you're talking about? I mean, it's a word that I'm so familiar with now that I could use it in conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I don't want to talk about that book anymore, all right? Yeah, you're scared, you're scared about spoilage, I'm which I understand. It. Yeah, but try and finish it by next week. I guess we won't talk about it on the podcast much because I don't want to spoil it for Morgan because she definitely needs to read I'll it try. Too. But, but we'll talk see. about it uh, one-on-one. And all the okay. listeners out there, We're definitely up. pick that shit up because it's fucking hilarious. And yeah, I'm going to quit talking. And I'm going to put butter on that shit. Bye. Stay hydrated. Dream of connection. Tell me how you feel. Tell me how you feel. Are you even